Good afternoon, good evening. How are y'all doing today? How are you guys all doing? Oh my goodness, thank you so- Oh my god, thank you so much to you guys who are dropping bees in the chat right now. You guys are wonderful and also thank you much- <laughs> I heard- I heard Sam do it. I, I don't have my volumes on for the call yet and I heard Sam go- uh, Just from his facial expression. Uh, thank you so much guys um, for, for coming out to support. You guys are absolutely wonderful. Thank you so much. It's so good to see you. It's so good to see you all. Welcome, welcome on in. Uh, I am. Uh, I'm hoping that our volumes are, are mixed well this week, as per usual. You guys will have to let me know um, because this headset is so wonderful that it's blowing my ears off every time I put it on. Um, should we do a podcast? Should we? Should we do? A, I'm. I'm being met with with faces that say no uh, in the call. Uh, so that's good. That's good. Um, Alright, let's get, let's, let's crack on. Let's do a podcast. Uh, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you guys are. My name is Tiny Pixels. As per usual, uh, I am joined by the lovely, lovely Squall Muzzer. Sam, how you doing today, sweetie? I'm not too bad, not too bad. I'm a lot more enthusiastic about the podcast than you would leave the chat to believe. (laughs) (laughs) Says the man who was sat there violently shaking his head uh, as as I went live. Excellent news. Well, Well, you can say whatever you like. Maybe it's his shit. (laughs) Oh, goodness. All right, well, this week we have with us uh, the lovely, lovely Dayball. How you doing today, sweetie? How's it going? I am thankful. And fantastic. Aww. Yeah, happy happy Thanksgiving, right? I'm yeah, like, what, two days right. late? Uh, you know what? Yes, but uh, as long as there's still leftovers to be eaten, then you can still say happy Thanksgiving as far as I can tell. Oh, that's the law. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> my rule, it should be law. <laughs> so so it's, it's, it's now Thanksgiving, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> South. We just don't pronounce G's very well, I guess. <laughs> oh my goodness. So, tell us a little bit about you, who you are, uh, what it is you do, and where people can can find you. I know that's always a, a big ask from people, right? Um... Yeah, so, uh, uh, hi, I'm, I'm Dave or Travis. Uh, I don't know what to respond to. Anyway, um, I am a streamer type situation, sometimes. Uh, I do anywhere from playing games Decently, I'm not gonna say I'm a bad gamer. Uh, I do talk shows. I actually do news and politics show every now and then uh, on Twitch that encourages politics in the chat and stuff. Uh, I also do really dumb things on stream sometimes, like eat ridiculous amounts of pumpkin spice uh, <laughs> things from the store or shave my beard um, without talking ridiculous. to the chat. Totally, totally ridiculous. Yep. Yeah. Uh, anything. Uh, and I also uh, I tweet too much and get myself in trouble. And uh, <laughs> and I also, I co-founded a company to help streamers monetize called Bottle Spark. I, actually, like, to quickly take us through uh, Bottle Spark before before we get going, yeah. because uh, like, I've got a kind of vague-ish understanding about the nebulous thing, but like, actually, t- t- tell the memes. Uh, so basically, uh, monetization options for streamers kind of suck as a whole. Um, the, the amount that Amazon takes from subs is kind of ludicrous. Uh, and same with bits and donations and things like that is really, they're not reliable. 
Um, the internet as a whole has been making a lot of money for over a decade for content creators from like bloggers and podcasters originally and YouTubers and things like that. And it just hasn't moved into the streamer side. So it's kind of what we're looking at, at doing. Uh, a lot of that is through some of the typical things like affiliate marketing. We are setting up sponsorships with companies. Um, like uh, we're working on a big thing with a company for cosplayers to stream making them cosplay. And these are straight sponsored streams so actually be really making actual money. Uh, basically the things that can help uh, people quit their day job and stream or whatever it is they want to do full time and not just rely on their audience to make the income, but use companies that have too big a marketing budget and getting that into <laughs> wallet as well. And we just, we have connections with the businesses to make that happen. Cool, cool stuff. That's really, um, really Feel free to put the link in chat because I don't remember what it is off the top of my head. So like, it's very different. It's uh, bottlesparks.com. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Um, oh. Yeah. Thought, thought we get a bit of an overview in, in that. So it, I, I think it's a cool project, and um, yes. I'd like to see it more out there. That's the international symbol for out there, by the way. Just so you yes. all know. Just global that's record. Okay. Slide in my <laughs> Whenever. What's the? Is there? Is there a thing for that? Is there like a global we recognize slide into my DMs? <laughs> I was gonna say, isn't, isn't that a? It's like a thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Something I representable feel it. I feel it. as a GIF. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, should we get the uh, the ball rolling and should we start rambling on about a few topics? Yeah, because I mean, it's been a, it's been a. It's been a difficult week this week because we're still talking about loot crates. Uh, and a lot of you guys will see that we've got loot crate up in the background. This is something that we need to tackle kind of again. Uh, and I feel like it ought to be at the beginning because this is a super important thing. Uh, we are still talking about loot crates and we're showing some footage courtesy um, of lovely man Jim Sterling. Um, yeah, there you go. Uh, mm-hmm. We. We really need to tackle this because there are now these conversations happening all over where certain countries like Australia and, and uh, I think it's Belgium, isn't it, uh, are saying that loot boxes are gambling and therefore are not bad. Um, Hawaii have come forward and put a statement forward saying that they are a deliberate trap uh, to ensnare children uh, into you know, spending more money. Um, so we, we need to talk about this again because they are now so prevalent that indie games are marketing themselves off the back of having no loot boxes and no mm-hmm. microtransactions. Where, where are we at with this right now and, and where, where are we going? Where do you guys see this, this whole debate going? Because we've been told that games like Battlefront are having their microtransactions switched off. For, for a temporary period temporary. Of time, and then they're mm-hmm. having them turn back on again. Um, we've also seen statements that say that Actually, the Battlefront 2, the people behind Battlefront 2 are saying that turning off the microtransactions for that period of time won't affect their revenue. Which is a fantastic fuck-up on their part because they've been saying for the longest time, oh, it costs so much money to make games nowadays. We all must justify the sale of loot boxes and microtransactions to make us back the... The mere pennies that you're willing to rain upon us for the joy of bringing you this game. But if it made no material difference to your income, then fuck off. You have no excuse. It's literally just you trying to spin it so it appears like, oh, we're just giving you some crumbs back for your your game that you've made. 
fucking bollocks. Absolute bollocks. Uh, there, there was a fantastic video that I watched last night, which I'm going to post into the chat by um, uh, someone on YouTube called Skillup. Never heard of him before personally, but um, uh, fa absolutely fascinating watch. About half an hour um, of uh, like just pure investigative journalism, putting all of the bits and pieces together. And it works out that, yeah, you're spending less than they ever have on making games. Like, they, they peaked in 2009 and have been going down uh, in, in cost ever since for how much they spend on making games. They're spending about 300 million less per year on actually making their games. Yet they're using various different methods to justify adding more purchase methods into um, the, into each and every single one of their products. And it just kind of uh, like shows just how kind of conniving and, and shitty that they really are. And basically their CEO, Andrew Wilson, is the fumble cunt that kind of really championed it in the first place. Um, he's the one that kind of plucked it out of... Uh, it was actually originally in a UEFA Champions League game, but there's an unpaid version of it. It was just, this is how you get your stuff. Um, and he plucked it out of the UEFA games, greenlit it for the FIFA series, which started all of the microtransactions with the card packs and stuff that they have in there, and has been championing it ever since, since he took up the helmet EA. Um, and I just think that's, I don't know, impressively indicative of how much of a scummy prick he is. <laughs> There's a perfect fit for EA in that. I mean, it's 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 garbage. You know, I think that there are. I can understand doing certain microtransactions. I think that um, honestly, even though I know that this game gets shit on constantly and it has a pretty rough community, I think League of Legends is probably one of the perfect examples of how to do microtransactions properly. Ah, the game great. They they were. Uh, I mean, the new system. I think some changes. Is, I don't know. Is but, so here's the thing: the, the the new system they have, you can avoid it completely, more or less. Like, so if you do the randomized system, you, you can just buy the cosmetics. All of the stuff that you purchase is purely cosmetic. It gives you no advantage in gameplay. It gives you no advantage in anything. The only thing it kind of can do is help you level up faster. But there's only, like, especially once you get to the main level where you're playing at a competitive level, it doesn't help you to level up more. You just get little bits and bobs. Um, and everything was free. Like, yes, you had to grind and work to unlock more things. But every week out of their 100-something champions is, like, seven to ten free champions uh you know it, it, i think that system works really well and has made them a shit ton of money without mm -hmm. doing over the player base um you know seeing what ea is doing uh seeing like uh, shadow of war i love um shadow of mordor it was one of my favorite games ever i think i was so stoked for the sequel until i saw the microtransactions microtransactions do not belong in single player games i'm just going to say mm -hmm. that very clear there is no way that that is friendly or good for a consumer it is purely money grab things like overwatch where again it's pure cosmetics no advantage i think can work really really well um because ironically it does give you sometimes that sense of achievement and pride when you like when you get that good loot box that had the thing you're looking at they also do things that give you free loot boxes every now and then like when they have like a new event with a bunch of new things like oh here's one free loot box to get you started and you can get more just through gameplay. Like, I think there's mm -hmm. a good way to do it. And I understand that, you know, 
$60 now, even if like the development cost doesn't go up, just the cost of everything in general can kind of go up. So $60 20 years ago was worth more than it is now. Um, you know, so them saying, look, we need more money. I, I can, even if that's 100% true, I can understand potentially bringing in some ways to do additional revenue. I just think that EA uh, took all of the worst parts of mobile gaming and brought it to us in this huge release. And they did it on a Star Wars game, which I think was the dumbest thing about all of it. The Star Wars fan base is rabid. They will support the shit out of even the dumbest dark Maul toothbrush. But if you piss them off and make it predatory, they're also the least forgiving fandom, I think, one of them yeah. out there. Uh, and if you don't, if you, I mean, the prequels are great examples of that. So I think that was one of their biggest mistakes is that this is a really looked after game because of not only it's a good game, it's a, it's a triple A game, um, but it's Star Wars. And Star Wars is getting more popular than it ever has been. And then they came in and fucked it. Like that just mm -hmm. really, do that on your next Battlefield game before you do it on a Star Wars game. You know, you can't you can't ever say that the money isn't behind the Star Wars sort of name. There's there's you you can't ever say that there is no money behind that. There's plenty. They were going to make plenty of sales off of it, regardless of what the content was like, because it has that name attached. Yep. It, it, as you say, toothbrushes. Um, you know, I've I've genuinely <laughs> seen. They've yeah. got fucking shavers that are like. I want to say 30, 40 pound more than the, like, just the same shaver, but without an R2-D2 fucking skin on it. Yeah, it, it's... If they, if they were going to pick a game to push and say, hey, we don't get enough money when we make these games, we need to make more money. It wasn't a Star Wars game to do it with, that was silly. No. Um, again, I agree with you that the League system was great because you had a free uh, a free-to-play game you went and downloaded it. They said, hey, here's a load of heroes. You get so many, so many ADCs. You get so many tags. You get so many of these free every week. And it changes to, to get you to learn them. You either can spend your money or the currency that you get for doing well in games carries over. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. Uh, the, uh, the glyphs uh, and the runes and things, although they've changed that system now, I'm not entirely sure what the system is like anymore. Um... But the, the, the Glyphs and Runes system was so that once you hit level 30, you could build your character how you wanted. And yeah, okay, it costs you in-game currency, but you earned that. And you built your build out of what you earned, and that, that was great fun. Um, it's a game that you pay £60 for, you should not have to pay microtransaction fees. And they are, they're fees to be able to play the game at a reasonable level. So again, we're looking at Battlefront 2, right? And we're looking at the fact that you can unlock characters, sure. But then you have to have these cards that give you various skills and bits and pieces. And, and again, they are entirely random. Yep. Yeah, That's... and, 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 and what it gives you advantage over other players, like the skill goes out the window. Some yeah. scrub that has a lot more money than me is gonna be able to beat me in a one-on-one -on -one you know, firefight because he paid more and his weapons are just inherently stronger. Like, there's only so much skill can make up for that. It's, it's absolutely yeah. Yep. Um, it's terrible. The other thing I think, I don't know if you guys saw, uh, you guys see the new Need for Speed, uh, how the, it works? Yeah. It literally, you like level up, the, but it's it's a spinner wheel. Yeah. Like, they really just want to make it very clear that, yeah, this is gambling, 100%. We're even, yeah. it's a fucking wet table. It's legitimately like what their upgrade system is. Yeah. Uh, and. And I, I definitely, this whole thing, there was a really great um, podcast 
um, robot congress. It's done by a couple actual warriors who just happen to be major nerds. Yeah. Um, and they did a whole episode on the loot boxes, and, and I mean, it's it's really nigh impossible to say that they're not gambling at this point. Mm -hmm. Like, there's no metaphor that really makes sense. Uh, other than actually making other metaphors, like, well, baseball cards and magic cards, like, you're right, those are kind of gambling too. Yeah. Like, never reviewed them as that. Yeah. It's, at least then, though, with, with things like magic cards, and I, I always feel like, I, I'm, I'm terrible because I'm a rabid fan, so I always come to the, I always come to the defense of magic when I can. Um, but with magic, you have a physical thing that you hold in your hand. Um, and you know what, we, we, we're given the set list from the off, we're told in the set list what is common, what is rare, and we know what those rates are. I couldn't tell you what they are for Overwatch without going over to China. Yeah, yeah. And the other thing with that, you know, the magic card, the baseball card analogy works a little bit better as not gambling because it's transferable. Yes. Whereas all these are non-transferable, you, you're, not, you're not allowed to sell your account. It's a breach yeah. of their violate their yeah. terms and in fact you can get lose everything. It's the difference uh, between magic and hearthstone, right? The fact that yeah. on a Friday I can take a lot of my rares down to my local shop and go, hey, I need this and this and this for my deck. I don't have them, but I have five hostage takers that I know are worth X amount. Who wants them? Because I need my, you know, whatever. Um Oh, that reminds me I do need to get rid of my hostage takers. Um but <laughs> Happy we could help. <laughs> That aside, that aside, yeah, it, it, it's that podcast basically a notepad for Pip. That's oh, it's all it is. It kind, of, it kind of is at this point. It's a to do list. Yeah, it's my to do list. It's horrendous. But yeah, no, it's it's that it's the difference between Magic: The Gathering and Hearthstone. Whereas in Hearthstone, you just get dust, and it's not worth as much as the cards that. Yeah. You know, whereas I can go to the shop and I'm like, hey, this is a $20 rare. And somebody goes, okay, here's a, a $20 rare in exchange, or here's an $8 rare, and I'll buy you a pint. And I'm like, yeah. well, make it make it a pint and a packet of crisps, and you've got a deal. And they go, okay, and that's that's how that works. It's, yeah. It is. It's transferable. Um, again, we're, it feels a lot like in these games that we're paying for ones and zeros, and it's not... There's nothing kind of tangible there, whereas with things like Magic the Gathering, although similar, you have a tangible thing that you can then go and sell, or you can go and trade, or throw away, whichever one mm -hmm. you want to do. Um, so, I, I, I don't know, man. I, I really, really dislike the way that these are being pushed into everything. Even down to the Monster Hunter formula, I was so sad that Dauntless put that into their system, and I'm so glad that they're taking it back out again. Mm -hmm. um, you know, games like Monster Hunter, they don't need a loot box system. We already have random rewards. <laughs> yeah. I, we, we don't need it. Um, and the same as we don't need these transactions kind of foisted upon us. Uh, we were talking, I'm sure it was uh, two weeks ago, we were talking about World of Warcraft having a store. And the fact that I've never been in the store for World of Warcraft because World of Warcraft has never gone, hey, did you know there's a store? Here's some credit to get you going. Mm -hmm. To make me look at it. It's in the World launcher. I don't fucking go. look at the launcher. I just go and I play my game yeah. and I go fishing or I do whatever. Whereas I, I understand that Destiny, uh, Destiny 2 did this to begin with uh, and Battlefront did to some extent as well. They went, hey, you can buy these things. Overwatch is an example of it. Hey, you can buy these things. Here's one to get you started. 
And you kind of go, mm-hmm. well... Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I, I actually... I, I am almost grateful for Star Wars Battlefront 2. Because it started. Yeah. It, like, Belgium is it. starting to recognise it. I think the Netherlands are starting to recognise it. Some states in the US are starting to recognise it. Even the Gambling Commission in the UK turned around and went, but it's, it's not gambling, but someone should really have a fucking look at that shit. Like, they, 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 they basically inferred that the government should investigate that. And I kind of agree. Like, it, as far as, like, legality is concerned, it's not strictly gambling because of the inability to exchange for money's worth or, or for cash. But it just means that it needs its own set of regulation around it. And the real, real sweet part about it, uh, and again, this referring back to that video that I was talking about earlier that I spent about half hour last night watching, well, about one o'clock this morning, actually. Um, the real sweet part is EA are super reliant on these microtransactions now. It makes up more than half of their company's revenue. Um, I want to say it's like 2.2 billion they make off of uh, game sales, and 2.6 or 2.7 billion that they make after uh, make off of microtransactions, season passes, and uh, all that kind of shite. Um, so if this gets regulated against EA, are gonna take a fucking knock. And a huge knock. Yeah. Fuck, fuck you yeah. for ruining yeah. Tycoon Games forever. Fuck you. Go die in a hole. Like, sorry. Yeah, and, and like, the best part is the guy that started spearheading this really shitty kind of stuff is going to get chopped in the the downfall to come because all he knows is loot boxing and and whatever else. You know that what? that's. Do you know what, what I don't understand? Then? This is something that maybe you guys can explain to me because I was talking about this on stream the other day and I don't get it and people couldn't explain it to me, right? Why do people watch people opening loot boxes and why is it now built into video games that you can watch people opening loot boxes? Because it's not a thing, isn't it? That you, in, uh, is it in a card game? Why do you watch people Like... I mean, it's legitimately, it's, I mean, it's, it's no different than any of the other dumb shit that we do on this platform but, or on YouTube or anything. I, I, it, it, it's excitement. can't afford it. Is it exciting? I, I've I guess, never, I, mean, I don't think I've ever felt excited, and I don't know whether I'm in the, the minimum or what, but I've never felt excited opening a loot box. I've always been like, okay, let's do the thing. Okay, bye. It's uh, not have, for you. That's what it comes down to. It's content that's yeah. not direct. But like, especially kids that don't have access, like their parents are real parents and don't give them access to their credit card and things Thank like you. that, and mm-hmm. actually monitor their activities. Because I'm going to go ahead and just say that that's a bad parent. Um, <laughs> God, I'm just going to cause problems. So, uh, you know, they don't get to experience that themselves. So they get to watch the trials and tribulations of someone that is like, oh shit, common, common. Mm-hmm. I mean, here's the thing: I do the, the loop, you know, the in Overwatch. I don't ever pay for them. All through unlocks. And yeah, when I get another one, it pops up and I see it's three grays and a blue. I'm like, all right, son of a bitch. But when I do see the gold like come up before I know what it is, I'm like, ah, something good. And then it's still going to end up being gold and disappoint me. But it's still like, there is that. Like, So I totally get in the same way that us watching 
someone play a game, whether they're an esports pro or whether they're just a casual noob that just is fun, that makes no sense to even people our age. In this, it's the same thing. It's just a different, yeah. it's a different kind of content. Um, I, I, I'm with you. I don't get it at all, but it's just not. No, I, I mean, I feel I feel slightly hypocritical because I, uh, when a new set for Magic the Gathering comes out, I usually get sent a box and we, we open a box of Magic the Gathering, which takes me like six fucking hours to do. But it takes me six fucking hours because I sit there and I'm like, okay, so this card is great because this is Jace and he goes on adventures. And then this card is also great because it's more Jace adventures. And this is where Jace dies. And this is the best card in the set because Jace dies. Um, like, I, but also, you you miss the part where you go. Oh my god, he's in the art. Oh, I'm gonna. Let me just. Yeah, but but like. <laughs> so so I I kind of yeah I feel a bit of a hypocrite because I I. To me, that's different to opening a loot box, because I know what's in the set and I know what I'm looking for. I know how rare it is. Uh, and I'm gonna go ahead and use it. Everything has a value. Everything has a story. Blah 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 blah. Um, I don't understand. Hey, I've bought 200 loot boxes, and we're just gonna spam open them all, and then the stream's done. Well, the thing is, have you, is have you? This is the bit that I don't understand: the fact that that's the focus, not what you then go on to do with them. And it's built into the game. It's it's built into mm -hmm. some of these games now that you can only watch the bit where they're opening loot boxes. Mm -hmm. But that's not the exciting bit. The exciting bit is then talking about it. Not just opening it and going, yeah, that was that was okay. Yeah, that was that was okay. Oh, yay! Ah! Yeah, that was okay. Yeah, that was fine. Like I, I... have you have you been to uh, many casinos or spent any time in a casino, Pip? No, the noises no? really upset me. So okay. many noises everywhere. <laughs> Or, or even in a bookies where they have like those uh, the gaming machines. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. If you put, if you see a lot of those shops, there'll be someone playing roulette on them, and there'll be a crowd of people around them getting excited and trying to tell them what number to put down and uh, uh, get involved in the action. It's just deferred like excitement and uh, rewards mechanism. Even though it's not directly you doing it, it's the same. It operates in exactly the same thing. Like if you, I'm sure you've seen like at least movies and stuff of people at casinos yeah, like yeah, around yeah. the yeah, table yeah. or around the roulette table or whatever else, where there's just a crowd of people like cheering on whatever combination that they're looking for to come up, and it's exactly the same thing. Just it's digital and it's loot boxes instead. Same thing, different name, different cosmetic. That's yeah. that's what it is. It, it's just it feels to me like a return to the ah! YouTuber. Um, yeah. And ah, YouTube YouTube is, forward forward slash yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! We need to start a Twitch channel, twitch.tv forward slash and it's just me sat there. I'm renaming this channel right now. And every single loot box I open is ah, look at it! This ah. ribbon has fire on it. That makes it special. Next one. <laughs> like I, I just any any like. I, I should open a Patreon for it. Just me getting excited about opening shit loot boxes. Um, <laughs> yes, I'd watch it. Just, just I would. I, I'd actually prop up the entire industry to watch it. Like that's it. I'm, I'm fully behind <laughs> it now. Uh, I, I don't. I don't understand.
understand. I don't understand just watching people open loot boxes when you can then watch them play the games with the stuff that they've opened. But you know, inherently, loot boxes are bad. Gambling is bad. Trying to trap children into spending lots of money is bad. T. Martin, you cunt bag. Don't do that anymore. Oh, so did you see that fucking tweet? Oh, you did. Yeah, because I saw it because you liked it. Oh, so good. T. Martin going. Oh, I miss cheat codes. Like now all they want is your credit card number. And it's just like, in the same way you did, you conniving little piss. Like, you, you know so much that you decided to cheat at your own gambling system that you didn't tell anybody was your own? Yeah. <sighs> what? That hypocrite of the year. And he's Give now, he's now going around and blocking people who are like, like and he's just blocking all of them and we're reveling in it because you know they you shouldn't be afraid of your past you should embrace it and use it to better yourself always right he's, oh. he's never acknowledged it no no his, his apology a... his apology was literally i'm sorry you think i'm doing the thing i'm sorry it was pro my, my apologies pro syndicate was one of those as well and he's never yes. even acknowledged it uh, well, no, there's he... a friend of mine that writes for games and he did like a lot of pieces on the CSGO Auto stuff and he had every single day he would tweet out it's been blank number of days since Pro Syndicate said he would come out with the video response and still hasn't mm -hmm. uh, and that's still going a few months ago when I last saw it. <laughs> the problem with Syndicate is they still book him for a lot of the major European events to have his mm -hmm. own giant stand and we still see a lot of children walking around in his shirts and every time I see a child walking around in a syndicate shirt, I look at their parents in utter disbelief. Yeah, how don't you have that disinterest in World War II, which made me not buy that game. Yeah. But I thought I was like, oh, I wanted to get in World War II. I love Call of Duty games because I have terrible taste in first-person shooters. And uh, I saw that, I was like, nope, I can't support that. Knowing yeah. any of my money, a fraction of a penny might go to, to him. Sorry, I can't do it. Mm-hmm. So Pip's had nothing already. That's it. Headset like, off. No, I'm here. Hello. 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 Podcast. My my headset suddenly started going beep boop, and eventually it goes beep boop so loudly that you can hear it in my microphone. Um, <laughs> we were doing dungeons in WoW the other day, and my headset would go beep boop, and and the person I was in a call with would also go beep boop really loudly at me and it was like please stop <laughs> all right i'll plug it in i'm sorry uh so yeah that's the thing should we should we move on from this yeah well like well just to quickly summarize like it looks like it's moving into the direction where things are going to occur and it's also going to hopefully put a razor studded dildo up the arse of ea and that's fucking marvelous yeah um, anything to to kind of hurry that along is is great yeah. um, um so yeah moving on uh and this is a little bit more positive it's gone to the other side of the coin almost i suppose um so we had a discussion about this all quite a while back on the podcast actually about a uh, review bombing on steam where um it happened to darkest dungeon as you can hopefully possibly maybe see on screen at the moment um uh, they, they did a change within the game that added some of the the bits and pieces. What uh, was it like? That added the the corpse. It was corpse the corpse mechanic. mechanic. Yeah, the corpse um, mechanic came in 
and it it wasn't what anybody wanted everybody hated it they'd made the game too hard they'd made the game artificially hard uh the game was too hard to begin with and now they're just fucked over their player base nobody wanted this it was shit and red hook kind of went <laughs> nah, it's mate. the game like this is this is how we want our game to be trust us and people still went Oh, we don't like it! You changed the game what we like, even though it is in early access and we understand the concept of early access. Ah, we don't like it! The game's very hard! Ah. Uh, and they went, okay, well, there's going to be an option to disable them. And people still went, ah, I don't like it! You ruined the game! Um, and review bombed the shit out of it because the developers weren't listening to them and unfortunately we currently live in this weird weird space where people think that a game being on early access means that their input should go into the game mm -hmm. that's not how it works no all. But yeah, they review bombed the shit out of it. They made it look like Darkest Dungeon was a horrendous, horrendous game. Which uh, the previous statement was false. Like, it's, it's a fantastic <laughs> game. Um, so the way that uh, Steam are looking to combat it is because, you know, when people are review bombing, they'll, they'll post their negative review and then they'll go through all of the negative reviews that have uh, been posted recently and upvote them and say, you know, it was a helpful review, thumbs up all the way down the entire list of them and steam have basically gone okay we're gonna throw in an algorithm that goes this game is an eight out of ten therefore eight reviews out of ten should be positive reviews and if there's a sudden spike that goes against that then it requires actually you know not being immediately accepted or not being looked at and if people are going through a a pattern outside of the norm from like upvoting different reviews and posting reviews and uh, different bits and pieces like that, then their results to be omitted uh, from from the reviews process. And so it should, uh, for the most part, flatten it uh, and just and get rid of it altogether, which is good. But my own my, my only thing is, like, and I said this at the time, is whilst review bombing is shit it did seem like the only effective way of getting the point across but then at the same time i suppose you know star wars battlefront 2 kind of disproved that didn't it you took that directly out of my mouth because i may be the very clear capitalist american here for a second and saying that review bombing is uh uh is 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 the market in action uh yeah and so what i'm going to say with that is like i think um, you know, it, it, so with this, I don't know Darkest Dungeon. It's not my kind of game. I've never really played it. I've watched it a little bit. Um, but let's say, you know, they a game puts out something that the player base, or at least sizable parts of the player base, are very, very much against. Um, obviously, talking about on Twitter is one way of doing that. You know, uh, if you haven't already bought not buying the game is a way of voting for that. But for those that have actually already bought the game and suddenly this game has changed to be something they really hate, I think going in and doing a bad review because you no longer like it is fair. I think that makes sense. And then Steam has the thing in there built in. Was this review helpful or not? 
And if you have someone who is a shared opinion, you're going to agree with that. I think going through that makes a lot of sense. Obviously, yes, it is exploited when you have people do that with multiple accounts. But yeah. I think if I were to go and say, fuck this game now, I'm going to write a bad review of it. And I'm going to say exactly what my problems are. And I'm going to go through the other reviews and say, yeah, I agree. I agree. I agree. Uh, that is going to hurt the game's rating. I think also, I, I, you know, I get that it's not how it works, but I think a game in early access should absolutely be paying attention to what its player base is saying. You know, I think that makes a lot of sense. Uh, I think ARK could have took advantage of that and not put out paid DLC while it's still early access, yeah. and the player base revolted. If they listen to the player base, hey, we'll think about doing this. The player base is like, how could you fucking do that? That's terrible. Then they would say, hey, we're not going to do this anymore. And they wouldn't have killed the game. Because that's essentially kind of what it ended up doing. But that's... So I think... I, I, I get what you're saying. And I, I think, yes, as a studio, you have to say, yes, we're early access. We're going to listen. But you're not always going to get what you want, obviously. Um, that's just kind of the entitlement of all people. I'm not going to say entitlement of gamers because it's not a specific our community. Um, but I think that review bombing, I think in certain instances and certain ways, it can make sense. Um, Total Biscuit actually tweeted something yesterday that makes a lot of sense with this, though. Because uh, he said that review bombs are proving to be less and less impactful on the actual game sales. And so is large coverage of like IGN and Polygon and things like this. Like, somebody went and did like a, an in-depth look into game sales after, um, you know, Polygon would put up an article about it. And it's like a previously unknown game and, and IGN would do it. And it didn't impact sales in many cases at all. I think what this is coming down to, and this is what Steam has been doing a little bit more focus on too, is also, and this is why streams are so important and YouTube is so important, is a lot of it is coming down to the individual tastemakers of saying, mm -hmm. if I know Total Biscuit's taste, and I agree with his taste in games, if he says this is good, I'm probably gonna like it. Or if he says this is bad, I'm probably not gonna like it. Um, and, and move that to any individual content creator in the gaming space that does reviews on games and spends a lot of time with them, that's becoming more and more impactful in many cases. Not all, but many. Um, and I think that's actually good. Uh, I think that, that, that eliminates gatekeepers. And also that, I'm gonna listen to my streamer, YouTuber, podcaster, whatever, way more than I'm gonna listen to 20,000 angry gamers that are upset about a particular mechanic. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, you you bring up a really valid point with the arc thing, where you're like, hey, you know, you shouldn't have released paid DLC. We all told you you shouldn't release paid DLC, and you did it anyway. Um, but I think there's a lot to be said for the developers who go out into early access, uh, and they have to wade through a lot of feedback, and a lot of players don't actually know, with the end game in mind, kind of where where the game is going. Um, so the corpse mechanic, for example, is now one of the best beloved mechanics in the game because it allows you to strategize placements. It, it mm -hmm. gives the game a valid sense of difficulty rather than just, hey, this enemy has lots of health. It, 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 it means it forces you to strategize as opposed to anything else. Um, and the reason that people didn't like it when it came in was that it, it was uh, it, it, the game hadn't been balanced for it. Um, right. The, the game just just hand me balance for it but yeah there's a there's a problem at the moment with players don't actually know what they want um we we talk a lot about loot boxes and the fact that the uh the monster hunter like dauntless was is taking their loot boxes out 
And we mm-hmm. were like, okay, well, what do you put in instead? And they're like, we don't know. Let's open it up to the floor. How do we do this instead? And everybody kind of went, uh... <laughs> yeah. You do it like Monster Hunter does. You know, yeah. with, with this big kind of weird trailing accent and, and shrunky shoulders. Uh, players don't... A, a lot of players who don't have experience in Devil QA know what they want and a lot of players who aren't on the dev teams won't know where the game is sort of eventually going and so won't know what kind of features or whatever will complement that um i understand being able to review down a game especially if you've stopped enjoying it as you say being a thing but that's so open to abuse it's not even funny um Mm -hmm. and and steam kind of they tried you know, they, they they did the little meme with the an attempt was made when they brought in the graphs, and kind of went, yeah. "Hey, we've we've we fixed it." Low. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, it feels. I think the way they're doing it makes sense. Like, like yeah, yeah like if there's, there's a sudden uptick, let's maybe not put as much value overall into all of these. But I also yeah. think. You know, if they were to go as far as say, well, we're not going to have it affect anything at all. Yeah, that no, it has fun. to. Yeah, it, it it should be that that is a red flag for people coming into the game, but it's not such a red flag that it buries your game or it, it, yeah, it, you know, because yeah. again, I feel this affects the way that you're talking about it, where suddenly a game that you've played a lot you don't enjoy anymore because of a change. That's that's. We're talking about early access games with mechanical changes. That That's what mm. we're talking about. Or we're talking about constantly updated games. Um, I, I kind of... I worry, again, that it's a system that can be so easily influenced because, as you say, you go through and you, you click things and blah, 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 blah. Um, mm-hmm. Players should know, surely, that things change in early access. Look at Rust, where... Hey, it's no longer a zombie game. We took zombies the fuck out because they didn't fit. Like, surely, by now, players understand that early access games changed. And the product that Mm -hmm. they buy initially is not 100% indicative of the product that they will end up with in time. Surely. So yeah, no, it, it it shouldn't bury your game. It shouldn't make your game look like, uh, whatever shit. Jim Sterling has been playing on his thing recently. You know, he has that that one playlist full of daddy's first, like, daddy's first bought game where somebody lost their job, bought a £50 Unity store uh, asset Mm -hmm. pack and put it onto Steam in the vain hope that they are now going to become millionaires. Um, That that whole kind of, that whole kind of section, um, it shouldn't put you in the same category as that. But I'm not entirely no. sure how you go about showing that actually there was recently an uptick of negative votes without that swallowing your game. Like, I don't understand how they can go ahead and do that. Uh, I mean, it, it would make sense to me if it was almost done the same way as Twitter trends, where the Twitter trend comes up and it's X amount of people were tweeting about it, and then there's a small description. Little tiny description underneath same way it is but then who um, decides what it looks like like that's the problem is who's writing that narrative and i think when humans get involved especially with steam because people have some big issues with steam and valve as a whole that i think are a lot of justified in many cases like mm. who's in charge of that 
Yeah. I don't know who's in charge of the Twitter ones. I I have no idea. Well, this is the this is the problem uh, that Twitter is a, a bit of a, a trash fire at the moment with the verified system, right? We've all we've well, right? But you know, take take it as a take it as a focused example. Um, yeah. because I haven't got enough time to dig into why the entirety of Twitter is bad. Uh, look at the verified system, which is meant to be, if you are an individual, um, say with a fan, but you are an easily recognizable individual, you should have a mark next to you to protect your identity. And yet I'm still told that I'm not fucking famous enough to have a tiny tick next to my name so that tiny sexels or piney tixels doesn't come along and pretend to be me. And then you can be Tom Pixels and everything will be fine. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> but yeah, no, it, it's, it's, that, is a, that is a mark of, hey, I'm big and, and famous. And unfortunately, a lot of the famous voices that Twitter picks are... Um... I hate brown people or, or various delineations along that line. Like, Something, it's yeah. pretty much exclusively there. Yeah. Um, you guys raised an interesting point about the the user market not knowing what they want as well. Uh, it just put me in mind of uh, there was a Video Brains uh, talk that was uh, a little while ago, and it was about uh, slides in tech offices, and it's like how many quirky tech offices have slides in them. As like this is a quirky perk. We're an up and coming. Got loads of seed funding, and it's because one company got a slide, and it was really kooky and cool and whatever else. And then whenever they say like, "Oh, we've just got like three hundred million in seed funding," and you get to choose something cool to have in the office, and almost without fail, they everyone sort of goes, uh, "Put a slide in." Because they don't know what to do, they don't know what they want to improve their office environment. Because who does? Who knows how to improve an office environment other than having a comfy chair and a PC that goes a bit couple fast? A couple of pied plants around the place, please. Like, please Slide. remember to open and clean the windows. Slide. Uh, uh, SAD lighting. I want SAD lighting for the winter. Nope. Slide. Slide. Uh, a decent coffee machine, you know? But no, slide. Uh, it, just, it just feels like exactly exactly the same thing. Um, we're putting this really cool corpse mechanic. No! no slide! No, but it's... When we slide to the corpses, it's perfect. But it's really good small. because it allows you to stretch a No! Like, oh. Slide. Slide. <laughs> what do Any we want the darkest dungeon to look sucks. like? Slide. <laughs> hey, I had to pull a pit. My headphones are dying. I'll be right back. Okay. Okay. <laughs> oh. <Where is> it? <coughs> Slide mechanics all around. Yeah. No. Silly. <clears throat> silly. 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 Uh, can we move on to something that I'm really excited by? Because ah. It's well. I mean, it's it's a uh, kind of be slightly excited. It's kind of cool-ish. Um. So it's a, a cool little project on the go uh, by a man called Andrew Sampson. And it's called Rainway. And it's basically stream all the things on all the things, uh, mainly PC onto all the things, rather. And it's a method of streaming stuff on other platforms in a pretty cool way. So uh, the, the example that he's shown off here 
is Cuphead on the Switch. So you can you can stream uh, Cuphead on the Switch. You know that the... Microsoft exclusive title. Um, yeah. It's exclusive to Xbox and PC. Um... Yeah. Exclusive. Oh, that press conference <laughs> gave, me, gave me fucking PTSD around the word exclusive. I swear, yep. fuck's sake. This is um, super fucking cool. As somebody who absolutely adores the Switch, this is super fucking cool. I really, really like this as a project. Um, I always love when people take, like, weird projects and they go... Because I always love the stuff that people did with the Kinect, right? Um, mm -hmm. We were talking about that as well, where people were using the Kinect to help surgeons. Uh, and people... <laughs> and in the trailer doing this to drive a car. Which because apparently happens. that's what you do. Uh, <laughs> don't. I, I, yeah. I was told off for driving my car like that the other day. So let's not. Um, but, if you use no. the Kinect, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, uh, no, I... This is this is really really cool. This is actually really really cool project, and it's nice to see that stuff like this is still alive. You know, mm. the, these weird little things where people are like, "Hey, I wonder how? I wonder if I can do this." You know, yeah. it's cool to see that still live. It's nice. Because I, I mean, effectively, a switch is just an Android tablet, right? So yeah, I mean, it's basically what it is, apart from it's just you know heavily booped. Um, so, it, you know, I guess it's probably not the hardest thing on the face that you have to get done. Uh, but, you know, there's footage of it working at the moment. Um, but there will actually just be a public beta available on January 20th yeah. uh, of next year. So, uh, if you have a Switch, keep an eye on it. It's called, again, it's called Rainway, as in precipitation and the way that it's going. Um, Pretty cool. Uh, yeah. I, I like I like little pro projects like this. Like someone someone hacked together before PS uh, before for the PS4 they had their remote play app for the PC. Someone hacked together their own version of it and just mm -hmm. hooked into the the remote play memes and pretended to be a, uh, a Sony Vio laptop because Sony Vio laptops have always been able to work as um a remote play system like even for the ps3 as well like and everything else always been out of work fine um so it basically just spoofed the fact that it was a sony bio laptop and uh, allowed it to work on any system and then sony went oh yeah that's it's quite popular isn't it we'll make our own <laughs> yep are you all right there I'm, I'm, I'm just I'm just thinking in my head of what how amazing Cuphead for Switch will be. Right. And that makes me really happy. It I feels money for it. It's my game of the year. I can't talk about how amazing that game is enough. Uh, and I want really weird, like, like projects like that to do more. And I, and I do love that. I also think it back, because we're talking about weird things that can run weird things. Um, I went super quiet all of a sudden. Hang on, we have a problem. Hang on. Um, <clears throat> here we go. How do I sound now? Yes. Okay, sorry about that. Um, so I remember there was a uh, there was an Android project to basically be able to run Windows like um, XP executables, and mm -hmm. you could play StarCraft on your Android phone. Yeah. By the way, it was terrible. 
Yeah. I was gonna say, why, why would you put yourself through that? Jesus. Because I needed to see if I could run StarCraft on my phone. Like, like what? And this is also back when phones had keyboards, so that actually like kind of made sense. You didn't need to make. Oh, okay. It. Yeah, but the mouse aspect didn't work. Um, but it was yeah. just, it was cool to screw around with. Um, and I very much also want. So like, you know how it used to be like when anything new came out, um, they were like, let's put Doom on it, like the original Doom, like yeah. just yeah. Doom. And Minecraft has kind of been the new Doom in that way. Yes. It's like a new thing came out. Can it run Minecraft? It's I really encourage. I encourage. Well, <laughs> Skyrim is only Bethesda's main project, so uh, I encourage Cuphead to be the new Doom. I yeah. want that to happen very much so. Yeah. The best yeah. Doom project I ever saw. Someone put it on a fucking piano. And you played it. Yes! By pl the piano. <laughs> it was the best thing I have yeah. ever seen in my that. life. It was amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, throw, don't throw your things. Don't throw your switch. Even if it's in anger. I get Cuphead can be aggrifying. Don't throw your switch, please. Yeah. That's just <laughs> please no, as, as somebody who uses two, we have two Steam links in the house. Which sounds excessive, but sometimes I just want to fish in Warcraft, so I curl up in the games room, surrounded by all my favourite things on the sofa, and I fish on a giant TV. And it's fucking wonderful, right? Uh, you know, like, we, we use the, the Switch, down, uh, the Steam Link downstairs to be able to play Isaac, like, in the main room of the house, uh, mm -hmm. as opposed to being shut away in the offices. So the idea of being able to stream games from my PC to anything anywhere is so good like mm -hmm. so so good um so yeah this is this is a really cool project and i hope i hope this this takes off and does well um because that'd be that'd be great there are so many games that i'd love to put on the switch and just kind of take elsewhere yeah Nintendo. just one about happy days okay is this Nintendo, an actual cup of tea or is this a loot box it's an actual <laughs> 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 sorry my husband thinks he's being uh, thinks he's being funny uh and says that this this cup of tea is definitely a cup of tea but the chance of the next cup of tea actually being a cup of tea goes down the more mugs I request. Um, <laughs> oh, it's like when you're buying gifts in Danganronpa. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think that's cool. I, I wonder, I guess it's kind of similar to like the Nvidia Shield, thinking about it. Yeah. Like it's a very similar sort of premise, right? Like they're just stream, streamy, streamy, handy holdy, actually yeah. pretty shitty. But I, like, um, I heard the shield was shite. Uh, but the yeah, same sort of premise is, is the point. Hopefully, this version will work. Uh, yes, yes. <laughs> no, it, it holds promise, and this would be a, this would be a really really cool thing, actually. Um, Nintendo, please don't cease and desist. Yes, please, please, Nintendo, yes, allow fine. us to do this. We, we also like Microsoft as well. Yeah, um, exclusive. <laughs> yeah, that one. Um, you know, a long, long press conference to sit through that one. Ugh. Do you know anyway. what? This is the first in three really positive things, and I'm super, super pleased because the next thing on our list is actually uh, maybe my favorite game from this year. Yeah. Maybe. Well. Maybe my favorite game from this year. Uh, not not is... Danganronpa. <laughs> I need to I need to talk a lot about Danganronpa to kind of get it out <laughs> of my brain. Um, so this you have is... a favorite game? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is this is about one of my favorite games. So Ninja Theory did a really really clever thing, and they made Hellblade, and Hellblade's actually done really really well. It turns out. Mm. 
like super well and I'm super pleased. Uh, for you guys who might not know what Hellblade is, uh, Hellblade is an... Oh, here we go. So it's an action adventure with puzzle elements uh, that mm -hmm. it explores um, various different kinds of mental illness and their effects on uh, how you perceive things uh, in various different ways. So the main character uh, sees hallucinations, uh, hears voices. Um, very often uh, she, uh, without spoiling things, very often she takes on a different personality altogether. Um, although you as the player looking down on her to you initially that's not inherently clear as it wouldn't be inherently clear to her. Mm -hmm. um, they did a lot of uh, they did a lot a lot of research in this a lot of the development funding into this um, went into researching these uh, these different ways of um, perceiving that that come with these various um, uh, mental illnesses and, and disorders. Um, they approached it very maturely, I found. Um, I, I learned a lot. The, the entire game over the four days that I played it was a whole today I learned. Um, it unsettled me to my core and it was very, very clever. Uh, and it's so good to see it doing well because it's in the weird kind of like double A space that we used to have yeah. but we don't have it's... anymore. Yeah, it's, it's definitely not true indie, is it? Like it's... It, it, I'd say it's more on the indie side, but, but it's, it's not, still got it's, muns behind it. Yeah, it's not, hey, we, we had to remortgage our house and we were going to lose our house if this game didn't do well. Um, yeah, <laughs> to spin back to our previous <laughs> topic. Yeah. Um, um, I super enjoyed it. I recommend that anybody pick it up. It's not expensive by any ways or means. And it's a great, um, it's actually a great discussion point. A lot of mm -hmm. people have played it just to be able to be like, I played this and it is that what that's really like? Is that what you really... And a, a lot of people who came into the chat who um, have experiences with uh, PTSD or with... Um, my brain's just died. Never mind, we won't, we won't, because if I say the wrong thing, it'll be wrong. Uh, what, is it not like uh, schizophrenia? schizophrenia? Yes, thank you. That was the word I was looking for. My brain could find the Welsh word, but not the English word. Um, <laughs> what's the Welsh? I just, what's the Welsh word for it, please? I don't know. We'll we'll talk about it afterwards. Because okay. uh, <laughs> uh, we'll be here all fucking week. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's a it's an absolutely fascinating view into that kind of uh, into that kind of mental state. It's genuinely a heartbreaking game. Um, it sits with me very personally. It's fucking wonderful. If you haven't bought mm -hmm. it already, please go buy it. Please go support them. Please go play yeah, it. Uh, it is on sale. I'm, I'm going to quickly... Yeah, it is like 25% uh, off. 25% off, which makes it pretty... Well, I mean, it was it was reasonably priced in the first place. Yep. £18.74. Yep. That makes it finish. Holy, so, holy worth that. Holy worth that. Yeah. I've, I've been through it twice now. Um, and it it was worth every minute. Um, you look like you disagree with me, Travis. Is that a is that a disagreement? I, I, I haven't played the game, so I'm I am now convinced that I will be buying it as soon as we're Oh, good, good. Yeah, I, I it was on my radar, and I'd heard really interesting things about it. Um, and so like, but I was like, ah, I don't I don't really know if that's like my kind of thing. But there's been a couple games this year that like emotionally uh, were very charged in different ways. 
uh, mm-hmm. that I really, really liked. The other one, just to shout out to it, is Rhyme, if you haven't played yes. Rhyme. Although, uh, and it's on Switch now, speaking of. Which is very it, different. Is it, does it work different. on the Switch yet? Because the first iteration of it on the Switch didn't work. Does it work? Oh, did it? I don't know. I, I, th- I think I think I've, they've patched it now. I think I it's think safe so, now. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so that was that was a game that like I'm just expecting a nice little oh this is a cool looking puzzle situation and I was like oh god I'm de- I'm just devastated so I'm and I really enjoyed that so I I, I want to support more of these things that are telling very interesting stories in cool ways uh, yeah. so I'm convinced I'm gonna try I just can't speak too much I do like seeing though that even if you want to call it an indie game I like seeing these kinds of games become very successful. Um, because I think the more that we make these things successful, the more that our AAA titles that we like but are being ruined are going to maybe be less ruined. Maybe they'll look yeah. at the industry and say, okay, maybe we can stop ruining it, stop fucking this up completely. Um, and I also saw they did like a thing for like a couple of days for like mental health awareness week or something. Yes. Like all of our profits are going to charity, yeah. which I'm like, mm-hmm. for a small studio, that's that's a very big sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and I think that, that that really impressed me as a whole. So I will I will be buying yeah. that, and I'll re- I'll report back. There's like three frustrating sections in it, but if I can get through them, I promise you anybody can. Um, okay. There's one frustrating puzzle, and there's two frustrating combat experiences. And the problem is they've built them to be frustrating because the area you're in is meant to make you feel frustrated. But they kind of didn't quite get it quite right. Um, But this is worth it for the narrative. uh, Wholeheartedly. Go and find all the runes. Go and listen to all of the mythology that they've packed into this thing. Go and appreciate everything that the voices say. Um, It was a really eye-opening experience. And it's super nice to see... um, how do I how do I word this properly? Because I've worded this wrong a couple of times, and I always feel bad for it. That it's nice to see this sort of subject matter handled maturely in a video game, and I hope and well. yes, and well, um, sort of correctly as it were. Mm-hmm. Um, and I my honest hope is to see more of this, but moved up to the bit. So things like Spec Ops: The Line, for example, is a really great example of a game that has content in it that shouldn't be there for the kind of game that it is, right? Mm-hmm. It, it, it's quite challenging. And this is of a similar nature where it, it this is full of content that's super challenging. Absolutely full of it. It would be nice to see that challenging content move forward a little bit into more of our video games. And it would be nice for us to take that stigma away kind of one block at a time. Um, mm-hmm. And I mean, this, this did it for me. I'm, I, I'm not. A, I, I've never had auditory hallucinations, and they make me quite uncomfortable. But as the game progressed, I kind of understood how people come to deal with them, how people come to to, to get them, um, what what manifestations they take, and that was super interesting for me, because I've always mm-hmm. kind of gone, yeah, that's a bit uncomfortable. I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna kind of engage with that. And it's nice for me to be at a place now where I can be like, okay, I don't have them. But I kind of get it, and I can approach that sensitively now, you know? Yeah. Um, that's And that's why I think you kind of sold me on it, was like hearing... Because I played it, and I've seen others play games that are like, that do talk about these things, but it's from like the point of view where it's almost like I couldn't connect with it, because I also don't have hmm. these issues. Uh, and I, you know, people that have suffered from even just like depression and anxiety, uh, you know, like I can't really connect with that, so it wasn't impactful. Um, yes. 
but I, I think hearing that, you know, it's like, you don't, it's going to, it's going to teach you what that's like. And yeah. then <laughs> oh, yeah, it does. that, that definitely means a, a lot more. Same with Ryan. Ryan, I'm not even going to say what human emotion range it deals with because that's a spoiler by itself, okay. but it like, it teaches you kind of what that is. And then once it hits you with what the game really is, it's like, oh shit. Like, yeah. and you go back and you're like, you have flashbacks to each part. It's like, oh, son of a bitch. This all makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I guess it, just because I want to talk about it, what if you play through Rhyme when you finish it, go back and because you don't see the level select until after you beat it. You just need to read the names of the levels, and it will completely open up that game to brand new games. Hmm. So I think hearing something like that out of Hellblade, I'm I'm very interested. Um, the other one that that does it um, in a different way, but in an interesting way, and I, I feel like this is a great a great place to kind of point it out um, is a game called Ether One by White Paper Games. And it kind of went a bit unnoticed. It had a physical release for the PS4, maybe the Xbox One too, but definitely the PS4. Um, and it's a, um, uh, and it's a stroll playing game. And I'm gonna call them that from now on. Walking simulators. It's a, it's a stroll playing game um, <laughs> where you can, you can play it as a puzzle game. There are puzzles in the game that are entirely, entirely optional. They give you a little bit extra stuff. Uh, they give you a little bit extra narrative. Um, but it's a game about... Okay, when you enter the game, it's a game about dealing with patients who have... Um, 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 oh, I don't, I don't, I kind of, I kind of don't want to ruin it. But you know when old people get forgetful and they start to develop dementia? Imagine there is a clinic where you could send them to help them relive their old memories in order to free them from their dementia. That's what the game is kind of posed as. Hmm. And what it actually does for a, 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 a again, they're a small, uh, they're a small indie indie studio um, who do great narrative work. They're the ones working on the uh, the game where you take things in and out of the briefcase that I've totally forgotten the name of. The one that we played at EGX. Oh, the. Oh. Yeah, go look it up for me because I can't. I can't remember. <laughs> but Ether mm. One is a is a wonderful experience, and if you are looking for an experience that deals with a a, a weird kind of um, uh, a, a, a very strange uh, mental twist to make you really think about some of these conditions, um, Ether One is a is a great great example of that. Uh, but yeah, no, uh, I'm really glad that these kind of games are coming to the forefront. And to see uh, Senua's Sacrifice do so well. The Occupation. The Occupation, thank you. Holy gods, that was going to do my nutting. Um, oh, we're good now. Yeah, we're good now. We're all good. Uh, V8, uh, this is wonderful. Hellblade is wonderful. Go buy this. It totally took me by surprise. It's on sale at the moment. I'm so glad they've done really well because they handle all of their material so well. And once you finish the game, you can actually watch a featurette where they show them going to um, uh, mental health uh, kind of uh, boards and things like that and speaking to actual people with these conditions. Hmm. Finding out so what I'm they're like. So they got it right. Yeah, putting it into the game, getting them to play the game and going, okay, well, how do we change it to be right? Hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's where most of the development budget went, I, I imagine. Because um, it's not a very oh, long I'm... experience, but it's good. It's good. Uh, between this and Ether One, yeah, really great games. And as you say, Rhyme, uh, which I still need to play. I was waiting for it to be fixed. 
on the Switch. But if it's fixed, yes, I will go and I will so go good. and play that. And, um, and the, the thing that I, uh, you know, I'm quite impressed with is it sold half a million, and it's now profitable. So, but games like, are that the hill, So, yeah, and and the thing is, like the you know, Steam take a third. Hey, of that, it's got a woman away. in it. That takes twice the amount of budget to be able to model a woman rather than a man. Like, no, this one's not... developed by Ubisoft, so uh, it's fine. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so like you know, it speaks volumes to how small their budget must have been. Uh, as I say, like Steam would immediately gobble up a third of that. Uh, let alone, you know, your various costs and whatever else that would go into it as well. That's um, a pretty impressive game. Um, and and hopefully it'll carry on. I think we've sold three copies of it just talking about it now. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, on, honestly, honestly, if it doesn't make you at least think about these conditions, if it doesn't make you at least think, because it does that brilliant thing where it drops you in at the deep end and goes, hi, you have all these things, now enjoy. <laughs> it, the game the game never goes you will hear voices that's okay it does the mm -hmm. real life thing of there you are yeah i yeah I'm clever really really clever really really clever uh speaking of clever things half the uh, enemies uh, in bloodborne have been hiding for the last how long has the game been out uh long enough. Yeah. I know, it's been a couple of years, isn't it? Like What What even is this that we're now finding new enemies in Bloodborne? Okay, so um to give you to give you a rough overview, so in Bloodborne you've got things called chalice dungeons, which are all procedurally generated weird and wonderfuls uh that people can trawl through for ages. They're incredibly hard to go through. Uh, they're very challenging to fight your way through and to navigate around and and survive for more than you know five seconds flat. So it means that they're not massively well explored, or they're explored in part, but not to the to like to the full length of that each individual dungeon. Uh, so people have just found you know. A boss that was in it was actually in the original trailer uh, for for the game before it came out, and they've finally found it. Like it was just presumed that this dude just never made it into the game in the end, and it was a bit weird because that they were in the trailer. He's skulking around in the chalice dungeon, and there to be slaughtered. Like that, you know, this dude last seen twenty fourteen in a trailer. <laughs> like, and now he's finally appeared to be slaughtered in 2017 um, and I just find it really interesting I love games that just have these layers and levels of content in it yeah. that just keep giving and keep giving a really good example is there's an item in Final Fantasy 9 that was only discovered a couple of years ago because you have to oh, I forget the name of the bloody town was it in Limblum? Uh, no, it wasn't Limblum. It might have been Limblum. Uh, there, there's a, an NPC that you can talk to. And if you go back and forth, and it's all on foot, like you have to run back and forth from various points of the game to go back to the town to talk to this NPC. 
uh, and it's like a combination of like 20 times that you have to talk to this NPC. They give you like this super duper rare ring that you can't get in any other way and whatever else. And it's just these little weird and wonderful touches like that that I just find absolutely fascinating in games. Yep. And someone took the time to make that for someone to discover three, four years later, 10 years later, 20 years later. I think it's fantastic. Mm. Really, really cool. I think there was another one recently with that. Uh, I think was it like Donkey Kong Country or like there was some SNES game that like, oh, really? like yeah that like they found some like little secret level that just oh. uh, like I don't remember the exact details. It was like another one of those like a beloved game yeah. that people have yeah. played. Oh, you got muted. You've got muted, Fender. <laughs> While you fix that though, um, another really good example. Um, oh, uh, another really good example is Wow. So we had a. Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. I hate go Max. Go on, you you go for it. You go for it, sweet. You know, uh, no, it's just it's just very cool just to see things like this. Uh, I will just say for the record, real quick, Dark Souls games and Blood uh, Bloodborne uh, sucks. Sorry, just had to do it. I hate them personally. That's just I, mean, I, I don't I like them. Me. I expect what I are. But I, I quite like. I still think this is a neat story. Except I would love it if it were any other game in the world. Yeah. More <laughs> about the unlockable secrets in No Man's Sky than Bloodborne. <laughs> no, um, another... Uh, uh, one of the really, really cool examples that we have at the moment is, uh, so in WoW, we've had the same skybox since Cataclysm, right? Now, Cataclysm was like years and years and years and years and years and years and years, years, years ago, yeah? So uh, we've had that same skybox, and up above the maelstrom, there is a circle of stars. And it has like these little weird tentacle looking clouds coming off of it. We've had that since Cataclysm. Nobody's fucking noticed. They set up the class hall and one of the class halls that is based in the Maelstrom. You can see the circle of stars and everybody went, Oh, that's a really nice thing. I wonder how long that's been there. People checked. It's been there since Cataclysm. It's been there for years and years and years. One of the new bosses goes, Hey, at the end of the world, go drown yourself in the circle of stars. And everybody went, the fuck is that? What the fuck is the circle of stars? Why would you drown yourself? And for weeks, people were like, I don't, I don't get it. What the fuck? I don't, I don't get it. What the fuck? I don't, I don't understand. And literally, somebody stood at the maelstrom, looked up and went, that looks like old god corruption up there. Oh, fuck, we're getting old god stuff in the new, in the new content. <laughs> oh, shit. We've had that skybox since Cataclysm, and only now has somebody noticed that there is a ring of stars in the air with small tentacles coming off of it. Mm -hmm. Like, that's fucking cool. We're having a new island with uh, Zandalari trolls on it. So these kind of Aztec dinosaur-wielding trolls, right? Who are super right. fucking cool. Really, really cool design. Uh, and since the last expansion, We've had these weird feathered raptors. And when you look up these weird feathered raptors in WoW, it's like, oh, they, they come from a, a distant island, but nobody's really sure where. They're feathered raptors, Aztec-y looking ra The clues were there that we were getting Zantalari mm. trolls. Mm -hmm. But we didn't know. Nobody put it together until now, and we're all sat there being like, Oh, yes! No, yeah, no, no, no! In your shaman class hall! Yes, there you go, Dan. In your shaman class hall. Go look, there's a... Dude with the... It's freaky as shit. It's, um, so basically what you're trying to say is it's World of Black Watchmen. Like, it's just... <laughs> 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 Putting everything together piece well, by piece. this is the thing, and uh, 
Blizzard doing a lot. Blizzard hide a lot of content in their game before we get so, and it's why I, I linked a, a Reddit um, a Reddit post earlier, which was um, kind of what do we think the new expansion's gonna have? And it's basically clues from the last like four expansions. Yeah. And we're now putting it all together and being like, oh no, oh oh no, oh no. And it's really cool to see stuff like that. The same with this guy. People thought he'd been cut from the game. And now they're like, oh, and he was here the whole time. I and, and I love that he was in the trailer as yeah. well. And everyone just kind of went, oh, shucks, he got cut. Even though he was front and center, damn, like he wasn't in there. And here he is. Yeah. That's great. Turks, Turks puts a really good point forward as well that we had that in Overwatch. And we've had that in Overwatch all the way along because we have clues mm -hmm. about the Overwatch members and the Blackwatch members. I remember mm -hmm. standing on desks and trying to work out what was in the files to work out who was coming next. And, you know, it, we 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 get that a lot. There you go. Dan in chat says, I'm not lying. <laughs> he has just seen... He has just drowned himself in the circle of Confirmed. Stars. Confirmed. <laughs> Con confirmed on strength. We only bring um, you facts here on the 6 out of 10 podcast. Jesus Christ. Um, but yeah, no, it's really cool yeah, to Field see. reporter, the gamer domain, is on the scene. Gamer <laughs> <laughs> domain, what that can you see it. from the maelstrom? I'll get a screenshot, he says. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking wonderful. Yes. I, and here we're getting some live footage coming through. <laughs> from. <laughs> Right as well. I'm so proud that I remembered that it was the skybox from Cataclysm and it's because people were like, no, they've just put that in. And we people actually went back, like all, all the way back to, to in the files to see when it was last changed. And it yeah. was it was Cataclysm. Um and you know Very that cool. Blizzard are lazy with their skyboxes because you can see Argus from all the wrong places because fuck you. Uh <laughs> But, you know, it's it's always cool to see little features in... i tell you what this reminds me of, which is really nice, is do you remember playing Pokemon and people telling you that if you press down and B, oh, you, you, you would catch a Pokemon as long as you did it at just the right point. Mm -hmm. And if you bumped into the lorry five times, a Mew would appear underneath it. And... Mm -hmm. Yeah, all, all that kind of stuff. And like when when uh, I first discovered creepy pastas, so with Ben drowned, and I was convinced that I could get my Majora's Mask game to do that, just if I willed hard enough. Mm -hmm. um, you really wanted it. Yeah. You... We do a lot of this, don't we? Like like a lot of like this kind of weird nostalgic kind of hearsay, yes. but it builds itself all together in like this really wonderful. Now, this is this is the kind of the, the stuff that really got me into gaming like yeah, this well, kind of shared experience you know and it's things that are gone mostly like now you can just look up and see the the ign mm. post an article no you can't get the triforce on ocarina of time yeah like, the, I the correct way the correct way to play breath of the wild is without the map it's like yeah mm -hmm. like you know there's, there's all the things so like you know it's 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 so easy to just get this information and like nope it's not true or let's look at the game files nope that's not true you can't do that so yeah. to see bloodborne pull something off like this yeah. it's like yeah we showed you in the trailer you idiots you just like, didn't <laughs> you couldn't yep. find it so clearly it must not have been no like just look for three seconds yeah uh being surprises like that i think it's it's so difficult and we're so also jaded now 
Uh, I think we maybe know a little bit too much about the process in certain ways. So we're like, no, mm -hmm. we'll be caught from production because of some kind of acid boot. It's like, no, like, just you assume that, but yeah. just getting that nice little thing. I say, like, I think this is a really cool story, even though I don't really love that series and that style of game. I still think it's super cool seeing like that and, and being able to understand why that's such like a, oh shit, we've seen this guy the whole time. We're just didn't look in the right place yeah. long enough. Mm -hmm. But it, it, doesn't it give you the warm fuzzies though? when stuff like this gets found. Because yeah. we had a moment on stream where uh, I was playing Stardew Valley. And if at a certain day, at a certain time, with a certain web condition, you shake a certain bush, you get a thing. Right? Ah, there you go! Ta -da, it wasn't and uh, we've got the images coming through from the... <laughs> <laughs> Yay! Um, but yeah, no, if you, if you shake a bush, a particular bush, at a particular time, on a particular day, if it's raining, you get a surprise in Stardew Valley. And I had no idea until one of the guys who had beta tested the game was like, hey Pip, you should go do this. And I'm like, oh, well, we're gonna waste half an hour now and I'm gonna look stupid because I've <laughs> never seen, and I shake the bush and I'm like, <gasps> that's really cool. And we had this, we had this really kind of cool, warm fuzzy moment where we discovered something about the game. And that's always really cool. So yeah, it's it's super, super neat to see stuff like this coming through. Like it really is. It, I love it. I but like, it's love why it. I find it very hard being an, uh, and games journalism. Like I, I, I find it like difficult because I don't want to know about a lot of the stuff I should be spreading news about. Like, like, I don't want to know. I don't even want to watch trailers for games half the time. I just no. want to go into a, a trailer, uh, into a trailer, into a game, just completely blind. I, I want to know vaguely what it's about, vaguely enough to know if I'll be interested, and then beyond that, don't give a fuck. I don't want to know. I, I just, <laughs> I'll avoid it like the plague. Like, absolutely. Yeah, well, it's this thing with Black Watchmen. Like, Black Watchmen, um, we talked about it on stream two weeks ago. But, uh, Black Watchmen, I watched Sam do a mission. I'm like, okay, that's enough. I'm going to go and buy it now. <laughs> and I could go look up all the, all the answers. I could go mm -hmm. look up all the bits that are likely to unsettle me and spook me. No, fuck it. I want the experience. I want to be, like, absolutely, here we go. And it does, it gives me warm fuzzies when we discover things as communities, either on stream or on Twitter or whatever. There needs to be more of that. More more of this good thing, please. More of this kind of thing. Yes, um, that, the that thing exactly. I actually like about how the Black Watchmen dudes handle it is they have a place on the forum for each and every mission that you can do in that game mm -hmm. and you can only put nudges. Like little kind of prods in the right direction. Yep. Not even not outright hints or anything like that. Is literally, ah, well, you know, they did mention a town and maybe there's some pertinence to that. Yeah. And that's it. That's literally all they'll give you to go, go on. I had to go through, I think it was four resumes and I had to find um, uh, which one of those had done something illegal in the past, right? Uh, mm -hmm. Which one of those could conduct illegal testing? And I had to go through these four CVs and looking at them for ages, like, I don't understand what I'm meant to be doing. They haven't given me anything but these four CVs. And I just had to input a name when I'd, you know. And literally, somebody went, I wonder where it would be easiest. Mm hmm. And I sat there for a minute and went, ah, 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 I got it. I know, I know. 
<laughs> and I suddenly it was like throwing papers everywhere because I write meticulous notes for that game. I'm mm -hmm. throwing things everywhere like, no, I got it. Ah, they don't allow any more than that. Yeah, and it's such a rewarding experience. Yeah. Also, that game, Goodbye. 79 fucking pence on Steam at the moment. Is it right now? Go buy it for 79 pence. Seventy-nine pence. This buy. is a podcast that's a two-buy yeah, list it's called, for me. It's called The Black Watchman. It's basically, if you ever played Not Prom when you were a teen on the internet, right? Go fucking... Uh, super specific. Uh, Not Prom was a set of internet rizzle, uh, riddles. Um, that were all based on like source codes and things like that. Oh, it was uh, 69p! Nice! My bad! Um, yeah, go buy Black Watchmen, go try it, go play it. For 69p, you can't fucking go wrong. Games are Also, hard. I would pick up Season 2 while you're at it, it's the same price, yep. and it's more than double the content, and you will play through the content, I promise you. Yeah. Uh, some of the subject matter is a little unsettling, but as long as you're okay with a little bit unsettling, we, we good. We're good, we're good, we're good. Anyway, uh, we should move on. Uh, let's yes. move on to topic six and then rapidly move on. Oh, we already are. We are. We're already basically oh, we're already, on yeah. it anyway. Black Friday sales fucking suck in the UK. I can't buy a laptop because I don't have any money. Let's talk about the golden joysticks to topic seven. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, Black Friday sales, hey, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, there's one very yeah. good Black Friday sale that you actually mentioned already, Pip. The Steam link is five bucks. Yes. Go buy a Steam Link. I have two of them. Really They're good. fucking wonderful. Yeah. Um, um, Stream Deck is yeah. £97. Yeah. yeah. I love that. That is Deck a good stuff. price. If you're buying Corsair stuff, I have an affiliate link. Hashtag ad. You support the stream. If you I'm buy so Corsair you. things because I'm an affiliate with them, I highly, highly, highly endorse their products because I use them on a daily basis. They don't pay me unless I sell things. And even then it's only a couple of pence. The only reason I fucking sell things to you guys is because they actually fucking work. I highly hashtag, endorse Corsair clickety clacks. Ad, et cetera. Um, yeah, no, I, I'm, a, I'm a Corsair affiliate. I say this every time sales come around. I'm a Corsair affiliate. Um, so, you know, I, I, I'm meant to sell you Corsair things. Corsair are a brand that I trust. If you guys need new mice, new keyboards, new headsets, Corsair do wonderful, wonderful, wonderful products that suit just about everybody. I have an MMO mouse. I recently bought a mouse for a friend of mine that's just a straightforward mouse and they both work perfectly fine. Like, yeah, all that, all that stuff. Um, uh, their stuff is on sale and it's good. It's good, mm -hmm. good, good, good stuff. Um, well, I, I went to a, a, a Razer Black Widow piece of shit, uh, which event, uh, like started with the comma key stopping working and then eventually just went, no, and then stopped working altogether. Um, switched over to this and I just, I, 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 I don't understand how I've not had this all along. It's perfect. Um, so other Black Friday stuff, you know, the one thing I was a bit disappointed with, the Switch uh, went on sale for the UK, like in one place for a, a cheaper price. Everywhere else it was just still the same price. The UK deals were horrendous this year. A Black Friday much. sale is not £30 off. Mm -hmm. Something that's over a grand. I'm, I'm really okay sorry. with this because as a former retail worker, hopefully mm -hmm. Black Friday is a dying I, I yeah, no, I, I worked I worked Black Friday game. I understand. I feel you. I had to take cakes out to people who queued outside. Uh, I was shouted at. I was spat at. I was grabbed. This whole thing. Uh, I'm really glad that we're not doing the mass panic thing, but in the same breath, I really, 
really wanted a laptop this year, and I cannot afford. Well, the Monday to come. Yeah, uh, maybe. Yeah. That usually has better sales, even yeah. though that's disappointing more and more every year. Yeah. yeah. Um, but game sales, again, the games that we've discussed today, so uh, Black Watchmen Rhyme is probably on sale. Um, I don't know Guaranteed. if it is. You want to? You, you might want to check it. Um, what else have we mentioned today? Hellblade. Hellblade is definitely on sale. Um, yep. Uh, I think Ether 1 is on sale at the moment for about £15. Uh, if it's not... It's what? It's actually not on sale. Rhyme isn't. No. We'll buy it anyway. Um, yeah. Games games are, game sales are always great, but I feel like a lot of these game sales where I've got everything already. It's always the case. Um, I'll tell you what, Green Man Gaming are pretty good for sales at the moment because they are pretty much on par with Steam pricing. Mm -hmm. Then they've got another, it's either a 10 or a 15% off code oh, on top, yeah. apart from Destiny 2. Although Destiny 2 is like 26 quid. How fucking cheap yeah, is that? It's recently I came out. Yeah. Yeah. That's madness. Um, so yeah, other than other than game sales, I think in the UK especially, things have been a bit... Now, have things been in the US any better? I think they're like largely the same. Like I think a lot of companies, are, especially game sales, it's the same sale. Like yeah. it's not any better. No, I mean for like uh, tech and tech and things, because obviously we have like PC World and Curry's, which are. So I don't know if they do this every year, but what so a lot of retail stores have started doing over the last few years is not actually having very big sales on existing merchandise. They will literally have special TVs, DVD players, all your typical electronics, special SKUs made for black friday mm. they will then msrp them 50 100 200 400 more than what they intend on selling them for yep. and then mark it down to their intended sale price and that's the thing that you buy yep. so rarely yeah. you ever see like that lg thing that already exists and it's 700 every single day of the year go on sale for 500 that doesn't happen much anymore and the problem with that is warranties are hard to back up on it because they don't build them anymore uh, and also there's shittier versions of the same products anyway. Um, yeah. so I think, I think people have started catching on to that a little bit. Um, and that's why I think that like, you know, I think even the, the, the craziness has gone down some, uh, and then also, I don't know if they're doing this over there, but black Friday isn't black Friday anymore. It starts on Thursday. Like stores I, are opening I was up started on Tuesday. Yeah, so some are doing sales online and things like that, but like, especially here, like it actually is Thanksgiving. Like, my country started Black Friday. You're welcome, your world. Uh, but, oh yeah, um, no, we're welcome for this. Like, like yeah, <laughs> cheers. Um, so, so you know, the fact that like stores are opening on Thanksgiving as like the family holiday, like that really just pisses me off. That's why like, I don't really participate much. That's why almost all of my stuff is bought on. Uh, on Cyber Monday, because mm -hmm. I'm not bothering human beings with that. Um, but yeah, it's it, the sales have been absolute shit in the last few years. Like even looking through, there's been nothing that even made me wonder. Hmm, maybe I should brave the line for a little bit to do it. Uh, mm -hmm. It's it's not been interesting at all. But you're always going to be better off online anyway. So yeah, uh, I'm Mm-hmm. Leave them alone. Let them have a Thanksgiving. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, Basically. But yeah, in the UK, there was like this great footage. So our Black Friday sales was so fucking like, Aww. so much of a damp, wet fart of a Black Friday sale. <laughs> that at midnight, 
They open the doors, your mate doors. One lad, just like, all right, hey, dude, I'm going to have a little look around. Amazing. We also had a dude in the US that got arrested for wearing a bear costume and running around and fucking up the tents that people set up. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I, I tweeted out a picture of it of the news headline, uh, and there was I, I looked in the Reddit thread, and there was a uh, footage of the man. It's a dude in a polar bear suit that's like half off with the handcuffs on behind him. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, that man really is is a hero. I don't know who yeah. you are. I don't know where you are, sir, but know that you are deeply, deeply loved. Please send me your GoFundMe for your bail yeah, money. I'll, I'll, I'll help pay it. <laughs> That's uh, amazing. I love it. Yeah, there it is. There it is in chat. Many, many things. Oh, is this is this the uh, yes. fucking the, the? Oh, it's the one the the, the one man stampede. <laughs> yeah. It's it just it's just it's so happy, like, accepting of it, and he's even walking briskly through yeah. the store like he's got some competition. Which here's the thing: I choose to believe that man knew what he was doing and was making a meme and making fun of the the workers and the companies. I choose to believe this, and and that's my head cannon, and nobody can convince me otherwise. Yeah. And just like him, he's like, oh, go 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 pick. <laughs> this really really brightens up my day. Mental. <laughs> oh, yeah. Any 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 other bits and pieces you guys seen have been any good? Uh, like all the Elgato stuff was on a pretty decent sale. HD 60s, which is the holy grail of capture cards, in my opinion, after having used one. Uh, 140, can't complain really. Um, oh god, that thing's magic though. Because I'm now dual PC streaming. I literally went one end of the, the capture card, other end of the capture card. Oh, there you go, it works. The little program just kicks in and goes, so I'll forward all of your audio for you. You need to do that anyway, so I'll just handle that. And it's done. I was like, what? I was expecting to have like 16 different mixers up and like trying to fucking like solder wires together on the go in hopes it'll transfer some audio. No, it's a piece of piss. Yeah, no. Um, considering how far Elgato have come from the capture card that I smashed up on stream, uh, I'm now, again, like... <laughs> A, a, a massive advocate you laugh uh that that was my beginnings of my dealings with elgato that's how they found me was i smashed up a capture card with a hammer on stream <laughs> uh, this, this is going to see the same fucking fight a piece of shit i'll push i'll push capture card uh no uh so uh elgato stuff just works and i love it and any issues that you ever have you just message one of them and be like, or tweet one of them, and be like, "Hey, this doesn't work. Hello," and they go, "Oh, okay. Let's sort that for you." Um, There's like, one major thing. I want the stream deck so bad, I can't do it though because I refuse to upgrade to Windows 10. Ah. Uh, they need Windows yeah. 8 support. Uh, no, and I buy it that day. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, you need one. They're fantastic. Sorry. 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 But yeah, no. Uh, it's it's their stuff is all on sale. As I say. If you guys are looking for peripherals and stuff, you know where my allegiances lie. Um, I'm a Corsair affiliate for very, very good reason. Their stuff is Chill. wonderful. I know! I, 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 and I still it? recommend the Corsair product. I, yeah. I'm so proud. And, and this, is, this is what my company does, is set these things up. So you shill away. No, this, this is the thing. <laughs> this is the thing, right? A lot of them, and I tell, I tell some of them off because a lot of them will just post their affiliate link without saying anything. But I'm quite proud 
I'm quite proud, I think, that I'm a, a, a an affiliate. So I say it every time. I'm a Corsair affiliate. I endorse this stuff the same as they endorse my stream. That should be a, a two-way thing that I think people should be aware of because it makes me sound much better than I am at my job. Do, do, uh, do they endorse your stream? I mean, I don't. <laughs> um. <laughs> they, they, they come in and fuck it up often enough. Right? <laughs> just by dabbing all over it. They're a weird bunch. Oh, they're, they're just they're lovely, though. No, uh, so yeah, <laughs> if you guys are looking for peripherals, that's the way to go, honestly. Um, but as far as games are concerned, a any of the ones that we've mentioned that, that are to do with Steam, check if they're on sale. Um, if you're looking for uh, an experience where you are, uh, where you have your, your bits cut off and fed to you slowly, Darkest Dungeon is always a good bet, and I imagine that oh. that's on sale. Um, I was like, pretty breathing into my weekend plans. I don't know. <laughs> Sp spending far too much time in Adam's stream, I think. Uh, hang on, um, <laughs> sales. Let's let's show a little bit more. Bits are on sale. Bits they are. You can on use sale. them on like places like Twitch.tv/senshudo. Yeah. Other similar streams. Give me, give me them. Other streams are available. All over my face. Uh, but yes, yeah, twenty twenty-five dollars for two thousand five hundred. So it's exact one-to-one -one value. There's no cut for Twitch in that. Um, what well, else? They're doing some merch as well. Yeah, yeah. and a lot of the merch is really else. nice. If, if oh, the game store. The game the store's, game got, store's got a couple of bits of sale <clears> stuff <throat> on too. Uh, so that's kind of nice. But basically, the message you should... Twitch app. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, the... someone... <laughs> <laughs> the message to take away from all this is hashtag add gimme dem bitties. Uh... Yep, and, 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 and uh, correspondent in the field. <laughs> <laughs> Supplying them bitties in the, uh, in the chat. Oh my god. Amazing. <laughs> amazing. It's going to be a weekly thing now. We're going to have a roving correspondent. I love it. That's fantastic. Yes. This is wonderful. This is wonderful. Oh, Christ. So. <laughs> we move on. Are we, talk, are we Black Friday out? I think yes. we're Black Friday out. I'm, I'm done. Fuck y'all. I'm done. <laughs> Let's talk about some awards that I didn't agree with because I want to say at this point, right, we're going to talk about the Golden Joysticks. And the Golden Joysticks has an award for personality slash um, uh, streamer slash content creator. They have an award. And great 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 youtuber who supports the indie scene jupiter hadley was up for a golden joystick against people like markiplier against people like jacksepticeye against people like the yogs cast she has done so well please 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 if you see the wonderful wonderful jupiter hadley in any of her content just go love on her so bad because she's done so well this year and while I understand that competition was very, very tough and that Markiplier did win the award in the end, I am so proud of her. I am so, so, so proud of her. She inspires me to no end. She honestly, honestly is one of these wonderful content creators who inspires me to do better. Um, if you guys do come across any of your content, please show us some love because she genuinely, hands down, deserved that. Just yeah. Six out of ten podcast alumni, Jupiter yes. Hadley. Yes. Might I add? Yes. Indeed. <laughs> no, Jupy, Jupy is, she's genuinely the sweetest, loveliest human being. And she has a burb game dev pet who is also wonderful. Uh, she has a small parrot. Uh, it's like a, I, th I think it's a Konya that she has. Um, and the two of them are just this wild, unstoppable game jam covering force. 
they're mm. just wonderful. Please, please, please uh, go show us some love. I, I will find her Twitter for you guys now because she's just... Uh, and the pertinent part is she covers indie stuff. Like, that's it, indie. Yep. And she was competing with people who have the reach and extra ability to be noticed from AAA stuff. Um, so to be even competing on the same stage yeah. whilst not really competing on the same playing field it is astounding. Like, it yeah. is it, and, and a, a true recognition of talent. So that's yeah. fantastic. Yeah, she's a wonderful, wonderful human being. Um, so aside from that being stolen from her, which it most definitely was, because she's she's the most. Because awesome. I know her. Uh. No, I just, I just, I just love, I love her attitude so much, and she, all she wants to do is help. If you ever see her at a convention and and, and you are uh, you are in need of anything, she will be right there to help you, regardless of of you know what or where. She is a wonderful human being, um, and I wish her. Yes. Absolutely. We see so many positive people. Let's all be happy. Ah, no. She's she's genuinely, genuinely, uh, she's like a beacon of light. She really, really is just a beacon of, of light. Um, so, guys, go, go love on her if you can. Um, aside from that, where she was robbed, uh, Cuphead won best visual design, which was good news. That was And super, also super best Xbox gam. Which is also good, good news. Um, I don't know if they had any kind of music. Yes, they did. They should have got best audio as well. Sorry. Oh, um, the music in Cuphead was amazing. What got, what got best music? Uh, Breath um, of the Wild. Uh, okay, I'm not a big really fan. I'm not a big fan of Breath of the Wild, honestly. It was all right, but it wasn't wonderful because it, it was lacking in content. It should have been similar to Odyssey where there was content every three steps that you took. Um, yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't particularly balanced to my taste. But again, that's my taste. Um, it's a great game for sure. But it, it wasn't to me. It wasn't quite where it should have been. Best VR game was Resi Seven, which I massively, massively agree with. Um, yeah. Because there aren't really any other VR games other than stand at a table and throw things at Pickle Rick. Yeah. That's that's basically <laughs> the only other fucking VR games that exist. And the, the other one that stood out to me, personally, and again, you know, you, you guys can, can chat about what, what stood out to you guys personally, but Sid Meier got a Lifetime Achievement Award, and that makes me like so, it. so happy. When, so when, when did Civ 1 come out? In the 3rd century BC, was it? Like, it's, it's a long-running fucking series. Yeah, but don't forget, we also have things like Pirates. Pirates was super oh, clever for what it was. Um, they did the space one, they did the plane one, the trains yeah, yeah. as well, I believe. Honestly, that, that's been a long time coming and I'm, I'm super, super glad um, that, 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 that that has been done. Um, and some of the music as well in, in, in Sid Meier Games uh, like genuinely win awards for the, the quality yeah. of the music as well. Yeah. Uh, like uh, Classical FM, I think, voted. Yes. Uh, one or two of the tracks, like best best song of the year and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, any any standout to you guys is is definitely yes or definitely no. Yeah. All, I got, all I got. the fame for Final Fantasy in the year of Final Fantasy 15. Of all the years you could give out the Hall of Fame award for Final Fantasy, it's the year where it's taken a big oily shit on its own doorstep. I mean, <laughs> yeah. That. Yeah. Splendid. I mean, it's deserved. Don't get me wrong. Like, it's fantastically. But not, but not 
but not for Final Fantasy 15. I mean, didn't. I mean, what are we looking at? But, but nearly 30 years of of that game in various iterations and spin-offs and whatever else. But not this year. <laughs> like, just no, 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 yeah. no. Um, I, I would have went out um, to because again, this this whole podcast has been way too positive. I want to shit on something. Good Esports break. game of the year to Overwatch makes precisely zero sense. Uh, it didn't have the biggest audience at any point. It didn't have the biggest hype at any point. They are just now figuring out how to make that a watchable esport yep. because it's been insane. And I love Overwatch. I can't mm-hmm. watch Overwatch until their latest World Cup where they finally made some visual changes that makes it make sense. The Overwatch League isn't going yet. Next year yes. will probably be the esports year of Overwatch. Um, this is this is just Not stupid. This year. League was still hype. Yeah, what what would you have picked instead? Because Um, it's difficult, right? It is hard. Like it's first off, I think let's maybe just get rid of that award. Um, But if we want to, if we want to not, uh, I mean, again, the League of Legends Worlds was still hype. There was a lot of surprises and interesting storylines. The game itself, that game is great to watch as a spectator. Um, You know, the the performances and all that kind of stuff around it still huge. Um, You know. Can I put a contender forward that you might not have thought of, but I want okay. more people to think about? So Formula One now has its own esports championship, right, over here in Britain. Now, obviously, Golden Joysticks is a, is a British thing. Um, mm-hmm. It's been picked up by Sky Sports and also BT Sports. At the moment, uh, a lot of the commentary is kind of base level because uh, it's a very new thing. Mm-hmm. But people like Mark Webber, who are very active, because uh, he currently presents for you know Formula One for Channel Four, uh, they're coming forward and saying that actually a lot of the driver talent is really really good, and a lot of the driver talent mimics that that they use in their simulations, because obviously they they run uh, simulation before they run uh, you know anything else. And while it's not quite there yet, I kind of want to put it forward as a contender for this award soon. Because it's really, really taking off, and it's really—it's good quality content to watch. Because genuinely, these people who drive the cars without any of the assists on, as if it was a Formula One car, are so talented. They mm. really, really are. Like, really, really are. I think but, that's going to come forward fair, and do. To be fair, this sport as an actual thing in real life is enough to put you in a coma so why would you eat sport? <laughs> no, 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 I, dis- I disagree, I disagree, I'm a, I'm a bit of a Formula One fan and I know, I know a lot of people don't like it because it's just driving around fast, wow. I, yeah, I, I, I've never, it's so. better than NASCAR, so. Right, yeah. um, we've genuinely, because of the rule shakeups, we've genuinely had a lot of spills recently. Uh, because of the rule, the rule changes, uh, we've had cars just sailing over the top of other cars. We had an accident. I think it was last, no, two years ago now, uh, where one of the cars was literally this far away from somebody's head as it came across the top of his car. Uh, there's some, there's some real spills in it now, um, because we've got these rule changes. Uh, and so it, it, it's becoming this really exciting sport, and it's really cool to see it on an eSport level because it's super similar, actually. Um, I'm, I'm all for different things, not just MOBAs and shooters being on there. And yeah, I, yeah. 
I think honestly, so I think League is is one odd I put on there. I'd also say, uh, and it's hard to say that this is one game to give it the game of the year for esports, but I think the fighting game community this year was incredible. Um, Evo was on ESPN. Um, and was getting a lot of like really positive attention from it. Um, you know, you, like you have like really new games coming on, but even older games like Melee has been insane this year. Yeah. You, 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 you always have your top two or three guys that win everything and you have your top 10 of the world and everyone knows them. The guy that's always been barely on there, uh, Hungrybox, if you're not familiar with them, which he's shout out to, you know, local Florida, you know, nearby me, um, has been destroying every tournament this year out of nowhere. That game has remained unchanged. There has been no new techniques about it. He's just taken it to another level out of nowhere. And it's been exciting as fuck to watch. And I think it's also the big benefit that the fighting game community in general, for whatever reason, as a whole, has bigger personalities like much more like a, a traditional sport that has those few standout people that are not just great at what they do, but they're entertaining in general outside of their game. And I think that like League of Legends, it's like really like introverted people <laughs> overall. Yeah, It's, it's interesting because it's almost like fight uh, like boxing and UFC yeah. and stuff, isn't it? Like, and you've got the same in fighter games, like they, they tend to bring the bigger they, personality. After they win, they jump like, up and down, yeah. like they yeah. shout, scream yeah. at each other, like, they, and yet there's still that camaraderie as well between those guys mm. in most cases. Um, it's just odd, an odd parallel, like, I find I go yeah. of, yeah. I wonder if there's anything to that. Well, like, whereas, like, the League of Legends version of shit-talking is, you know, one of the top guys saying, oh, that guy's bad. Yeah, the other one that we see that in, uh, and again, this is a this is a UK thing predominantly because FIFA is taking FIFA as an esport is taking off here yeah. massively. Again, it's been picked up by BT Sport as a as an actual thing that they want to broadcast on their channel, um, and a lot of the people who play competitive FIFA are big personalities and they love their teams and they love the way that they play and everybody else is great because they also play fifa but they're fucking not great because they're gonna do you know what i mean like it's, mm -hmm. it's wonderful to watch uh yeah. and it'd be nice to see that come up and do yeah yeah but um, overwatch it's not it's not its year next year or the year after i yeah. think is where we see because i think some of the moves that overwatch is making to create their own esports thing is so massively different than what the rest of the industry has done and it is lining it up to be like what we see, uh, you know, in traditional sports, making it based on the cities that these people are in and all that kind of stuff. I think it's really, really cool and interesting. Um, so I'm excited to see where that shakes out, but they're just building it now. It's like saying the building of the year is this fucking foundation with a really cool architectural design they're gonna do with it. Yeah. And it's just really dumb. Yeah. Also, all award shows in general are dumb. Yeah. Just to do that. Uh, so, so, I, yeah. That's let, let, let's pull up the one that everyone was moaning about, which is uh, PUBG <laughs> winning PC Game of the Year. Um, oh, I, I thought you were going to go for a different one there. I'm sorry. There was a different one there that I fervently disagree with and I want to punch people in the face over. Um, but you guys go uh, ahead. Well, there's a couple I disagree with, but still. Um, so there, there's a lot of hoo-ha about PUBG being PC Game of the Year because it's an early access. However, if they put it up for the award next year, everyone would go... Oh, there's been an early access built up big player base, not fair. Put it in whenever it's a game to be put in, in my opinion. Even if it's early access, doesn't fucking matter. If anything, it should give it less chance of winning because yes. it's not Because it's game. not finished. 100%. Yeah. yeah. So if it's good enough to win now, it's good enough to win. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, um, but it's not good enough to win, really, is it? Like, let's... Well, no. The, the very separate matter of the fact that 
PUBG is incredibly popular in the same way as Justin Bieber's music is. There's no real science behind it, but for some reason it happens anyway. It happens, yeah. Right. No, I'm sorry. Right. I thought you were going to shit all over best indie game, Friday 13th the game. And Oh, I wasn't, but yes. Because that game went down like a sack of shit after about a week. And it's full of people shouting the N-word. Uh, like pretty much exclusively. <laughs> to think how many really captivating indie games we've had this year and the best that we could come up with for an award um, was, hey, well, you could you could play as Jason, uh, but our servers are not... They're not working. Yeah, yeah. Uh, also, you were all really unhappy with the game, so we're going to push it back for a little bit to try and work out why you were all unhappy with it. Why is nobody streaming our game? Hello? Hello? Did you get our emails? Why is nobody streaming our... Come on now. Like... Yeah. And there, there was a lot of games that came out over the past year that... Emily is a way to. That deserved it more. Because you know what? That game's brilliant. It's side fringe simulator and it'll make me incredibly happy so. um so. there's pass plateau the one where you're a french bloke painting to yes plateau is a wonderful game where you are a painter who needs to uh, you need to be able to afford your baguettes and wine at the end of the month and so you have to sell your own paintings that you have to physically draw in order like to... ms paint style yeah <laughs> uh you have to sell those to unsuspecting hipsters in order to be able to afford your baguettes and wine at the end of the month. Uh, fucking wonderful game. 10 out of 10. Uh, brilliant. Deserves it more on Friday the 13th. Yeah. Right, straight up. Um, and then I suppose my other small gripe is Ultima Game of the Year, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Nope, Persona 5. Uh, yeah, Persona 5 should Like, Breath of the Wild was very good, I'm sure. It wasn't a 10 out of 10, as many people marked it. Because there is very barely possibly even a chance of a 10 out of 10 game even existing. Because that means absolutely perfect. Not very, very good. Um, perfect. Um, it, you know, it's probably like 8.59 out of 10 around that kind of mark, realistically speaking. Um, Persona 5 wasn't a perfect game either. It had a few gripes and niggles and awkward bits and pieces going on with it. But I would say it was a much more compelling uh, experience. Than Breath of the Wild, but it's a less popular experience because of the very nature of yeah. Legend of Zelda being this enormous franchise has been around for ages. So, yeah, here's what it is what it's. It's good to see Debbie Bestwick getting um, uh, recognised for contribution to the UK game industry. She's the yes. the founder of Team Seventeen, who have been around for uh, a million years. Um, I remember having uh, Worms on an ancient PC, like the original Worms game. And um, it came with like a little code book that was like glossy black print on black pages so you couldn't photocopy it. And you had to input one of them from a certain page at the start of the game to be able to get it to work because it was like super early, like dodgy DRM. And you couldn't even read it properly on the papers. You had to like shine a torch. It was great. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but like, you know, Team 17, especially recently as well, Team 17 have been doing really good stuff with supporting indies and becoming more of an indie publisher than like a creator of their own games as much. And that's really, really cool to see. And they're supporting a lot of really cool projects. Um, so I feel they, you know, they really deserved it. Yeah. Oh, well, Debbie really deserved it as much as Team 17 as well. Mm -hmm. I, I would definitely say on the Nintendo side, I think I haven't beaten Breath of the Wild all the way through yet. I'm just now kind of getting to it. Uh, but I think Mario Odyssey is a better game. 
and I think it should have gotten the Switch game. And I would actually be okay mm -hmm. with Mario Odyssey having the ultimate game because you throw your hat at the frog and you're the frog. I genuinely <laughs> squeed. The entire argument. The, the, the second. Like, what more argument do you need? You, you become. How about you throw your hat at the T-Rex? Do you become the T-Rex? Yeah, yes. but like, also, also cool. the fucking chain chomp. You're a chain chomp, and you like can everything. launch yourself. Like, oh, even no. even being a Goomba, who Goombas are you? And you like, can they're stack. the dumbest things. They're amazing. You stack them, but like, I, I like I have not had a gaming experience that has brought me really back to my childhood, uh, yep. and the joy that I felt the first time I played through Mario 64, which is my favorite game of all time. I think I haven't had that since Mario 64 and I, it, Mario Odyssey gave that back. It was such a good time from the second you start. It was familiar, it was still Mario, but it was so brand new. It was similar mechanics to the, you know, what they've always done, but it's also these other brand new mechanics, even when you're not throwing your hat on someone, like these other weird jumps and things. The speedrun community for it is amazing to watch. Yes. Uh, and, uh, and, and there's some just ridiculous things in there. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to that at AGDQ. Oh my like, god, it's amazing. Everyone that gets the mid to AGDQ, I am on the edge of my yeah. seat. I really because believe I think that's going to be... Every three steps. Yeah, um, and I think that's going to be another one of those games that I think that will be like the... You know, Mario 64 is one of the biggest speedrun games of all time. I think this mm -hmm. is really going to be the next one. Yeah. The other Mario games just haven't... Mario Sunshine was a really cool, fun, interesting speedrun, but nobody really cared enough about it. The Galaxy games were really fun, but like really hard to watch at times because of the weirdness and gravity. I think this game, again, it, it's like, here's a bunch of weird mechanics stuff that can you can do all kinds of crazy shit with and break the game. Um, but it's just so fun to witness and to experience. I just, uh, I that's definitely, I think Mario Odyssey might be one of my favorite games of all time now. And I'm nowhere even near done with it. Because yeah. there's 800 moons. I think that easy. Uh, two minutes, three minutes speed run. What do you reckon, like? <laughs> well, so right now the 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 minimum you need, I think, is 120. Uh, is like uh, it's like an hour 13, and this is without any major game breaking glitches yet. Yeah. Uh, to flip side of that, the 100% speed runs uh, is 15 hours. Oh, we're back to the Isaac 100,001% speed runs. Please never ever let. Let me help with one of those ever yeah. again, because oh my god, I was so tired. Please no. Um, it's, it's not as bad as the um, what was it? Uh, I'm trying to remember what the game is. It's like a PlayStation game, a PlayStation 2 game, I think. Um, Baton Kaitos uh, oh. is the longest, and it's 14 days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there's food and sleep splits, which is just immensely entertaining to me. Oh my god. That's so, a real grueling test as well. Like by about day eight or nine, when yep. you've al allocated yourself like two and a half hours to sleep or something like that, yeah. and you're just like, just like I'm batting to... down the kites. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, quality. Oh, uh, <laughs> Should we talk about other stuff that we really liked? Because we, well, I, I feel like yeah, we have had quite a positive podcast this time round, and we are talking about. Well, you yeah, we started. We, we started yeah, definitely. <laughs> We've picked it up. Uh, Sam, do you want to do you want to talk to us about what your uh, what your game recommendation for this week is? Because I I loved the first one of these after I went away and played it. Uh, so is this still good? Yeah. So Cook Serve Delicious too. I've never gained so much joy out of slapping the shit out of my keyboard in my life. Um, so yeah, you run. Uh, 
Well, well, you've got a few choices in this one. So originally, you ran your own restaurant like in the first game. Ran your own restaurant, and you added and adjusted your menu as much as you cared to, and you upgraded bits and pieces within your restaurant and all that sort of jazz, and gradually upgraded your restaurant throughout the course of time uh, until you became a five-star restaurant. This one, you can do that. You can also go and like day job in a number of different restaurants that all have their own set menus of different types of foods and whatever else. And it's really good for pushing you out of your comfort zone because you kind you kind of get if you can make your own menu, you, can, you kind of just get used to putting the easy stuff that's high profit on the menu uh, for like the keyboard inputs that you need to do to make the food. Um, you know, like if I wanted to make lasagna, for example, that's uh, for a meat lasagna is PSMCR, PSCR, PSC. Um, like, but you kind of like smack it away as fast as you possibly can to get it through. Um, like once you get into the habit of doing it, it's nice and easy. But then if you start doing stuff like sushi, it's basically typing out war and peace for each individual piece of sushi, sushi that you need to put on the plate. And there's just a lot more upgrades and weird and wonderful bits and hidden secrets and stuff like that in the game now. And it's just so satisfying abusing your keyboard and beating the, yeah, just beating the shit out of your keyboard to be perfect. It's just stress relief um, and trying to make it so you get perfect days. Um, and you've got to keep track of like anything up to 14 different orders at the same time whilst keeping, I think it's eight or 10 things prepped at the same time and trying to keep all of that balanced whilst there's like a million and one customers coming through and yeah it's just madly fun and it's not that expensive either no like it's it's a a nice little indie um and i will double check the exact price because it's on sale at the moment it's six pounds oh i really enjoyed the first one that that seems like a nice price for it actually i'm 20 hours in like it's only a tenner normally, yeah. and I'm already twenty hours in. I'm and I'm not even halfway through. Not I even still close. Get bamboozled the second that I have to wash plates because I'm like left right now, left right now, left right now. Dishwasher now, <laughs> dishwasher now. D W Y R U S done. Ah, me okay. What's well, is the R for rub? I'm I'm confused. No, it's down wash. Yeah. Release up. Oh, and then, okay. And then, and then, I don't know. Something, okay. I Does know, it it's, it's, it's gone by that point, I know. <laughs> oh okay, all right, cool. So, uh, in, a, in a completely different fashion. Uh, and in exactly the same game. <laughs> yeah, tell us about, tell us about your recommendation uh, for this week. I, I've been really getting into Elite Dangerous. Um, which is a like fly your ship around the galaxy uh, type situation. Um, it is, I, I'm gonna say this right now, it is 100% not for everybody. If you like being told what to do in a game um, or you only play story games, there is lore, but it's not like a, there's no mission. There, there's no, like you just start off and you go through tutorials to teach you how to fly because it's pretty complicated. Uh, and then you're like, okay. And it's very much a you play how you want to play. If you want to be a space pirate, you just go be a space pirate. If you want to just be like a courier service and just do delivery missions and just fly around the, the galaxy and, and see cool things, you can do that. Um, 
there is, uh, I think, if I remember correctly, uh, it is the actual size of our galaxy is what is explorable. Uh, mm -hmm. We uh, The entirely dangerous community uh, is, I think, explored 1% of the entire um, thing, which is pretty cool. Uh, and what I also really like is as here, like in the real world, as we discover like, oh, there is that star there and it might have these planets, uh, they go in and like where that is located in our universe compared to Earth, they add in that system, they put in that many planets that we think we figured out as we they, they craft the universe that we're actually in, which I think is super, super interesting. Um, find friends that play it um, and like player groups. Uh, I think that's the best way to experience it so they can answer these questions. It's pretty in depth. Um, I always think as a streamer, if you're very community focused, um, this is where this is where I've had my most fun with it is just being able to park in front of a star, um, be very anal about the exact angle and tilt, and just like be able to sit there and chat like very pressure free. Um, I've actually done like relationship shows about it. We talk about our romantic relationships and, and family and stuff like that, uh, and just have like a very cool, interesting background uh, to do it. I think it's very. It's very, it's much better than just going to IRL. That's a whole another conversation. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, it's just very, it's very much, you know, if you want to be heavily involved in fight, you can do that. If you want a kind of a game to play while you're watching something on Netflix at the same time, which I do all the time, uh, it's perfect for that. I think just pretty much any scenario. You also don't need a high-end computer for it. It can run on pretty crappy machines and you don't need a good internet connection um, to play with it, which I think is really interesting just like from a, system point of view how they managed to create this universe that some of it is systematically or uh, uh, procedurally generated but it doesn't require much power or good internet just enough to kind of keep you connected so that the world is the existent world um there's political stuff that just it's got something for everyone uh and you fly around in starships and that's fun <laughs> also it's on sale for about half off it's like 15 bucks for the base game 30 bucks for the base game and the expansion pack which lets you go on planets in like little rovers like, I remember I spoke to one of the dudes from their studio at an event, and he he was he was introducing me to some uh, to to one of his colleagues, and he was like, "I oh, meet so and so. He sits behind me in the office, and he's currently planning every single star in our known galaxy by hand." And I'm yep. just like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So like, it's, it's that attention to itch, you know. They, they also, they, they, there is like an alien race that's starting to invade the player bubble, which is pretty cool. And it's happening very slowly, much like you'd expect it. It's not this huge, they're sending out their scouts first. Now some military things, so they're getting harder to blow up these guys. We have no idea what these aliens actually look like. We've only seen their ships. We don't know what they're doing. Um, there's, there are some really interesting lore things that are happening with it. Um, and you have like some of the player groups that are like, grouping up together to go and attack these guys. Um, so yeah, it's definitely a game to play with with friends if you if you can, like on TeamSpeak, which is weirdly what the community, I don't really get it, Discord for life, but uh, Discord, TeamSpeak, whatever it is, uh, you know, getting together and, and chatting and working together, I think it's a lot of fun. Cool. Yeah. Cool. And I also sure. got a hot ass today. Yes. Or yesterday. So you can, you, you can do that. And I refuse to pronounce it the correct way. It's a hot ass and no one will tell me otherwise. I, I, I can only imagine what that claw grip is precisely for. I was going to say, if, <laughs> if, I mean, the, the joystick, I, I, I'm certain. <laughs> if, we, if we have pip subs in chat, you guys know what to, you guys know what to spam. Um, alrighty, I'm, okay. I'm on it. <laughs> you on it? Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, yeah, there no, you go. I, I agree. I very much, very much like uh, Elliot Dangerous. I need to go back to it for, for Chillcast, as you say, because it is nice to just kind of sit back and, yeah, just talk. Enjoy pretty space things. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so, what game have you been plays? So I, I don't own this game. Um, I've been playing... Oh, that's not the right one. Good job, Pip. Uh, I have been playing a friend's copy of Ultra Moon because I can't afford it. I'm still on Moon. Now, normally, I don't agree with buying the same game twice because I'm really, really, really tight on Muns. Uh, but I really, really, really want Ultra Moon. We were talking earlier about that fuzzy moment where you discover something. And playing mm -hmm. Ultra Moon is literally like playing a familiar game because I've played Moon to Death. I know, I know Moon. Uh, this is playing a familiar game, but discovering all these secret things that my brain is convinced I missed the first time around, but actually they've just put into Ultra Moon. Uh, mm -hmm. Ultra Moon is is different enough that I desperately, desperately, desperately wish I had enough money uh, to be able to afford it. It's wonderful. It brings back all the old villains. So uh, Team Team Aqua, my babes. Uh, they back, which is great. Um, they uh, Rainbow Rocket is a is a great, 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 great thing. Um, they've put tributes to Iwata in here, in various different places, which is nice. Uh, mm -hmm. At one point early on in the game, you can catch five Ditto because they're masquerading as as other things, which is mental for a Pokemon game to give you Ditto yeah. that early. But it's a really nice little side quest where you can kind of go off and do other stuff. And it makes the Pokemon world feel alive. Um, I really enjoyed Moon and it's the first Pokemon game that I've enjoyed for a little while. And as I say, I've been sneaking, I've been sneaking gameplay hours onto a friend's copy. Uh, and that's not normally something I do. Mm -hmm. But I've been enjoying this. Um, as somebody who did uh, zoology at university, watching some of the ecological balances that they've put into Alola is really interesting. Um, they're really taking they're taking inspiration from um, uh, some of the islands, uh, places like Hawaii. They're taking um, uh, uh, inspiration from with various invasive species. Uh, and how those dynamics play out. So it's actually a really, really nice moon. Moon and, and sun, and ultra moon and ultra ultra sun are really interesting twists on the Pokemon formula as is. But ultra moon has added something extra in that is just—it's a little bit special, and it makes the world feel alive. And it's giving me these fuzzy moments where I discover things. And then I go and talk to other Pokemon fans and I'm like, ah, there was this thing. And they're like, ah, Think you're there was. Thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, a friend of mine caught the five dittos and called them all Mew 2? Question mark? <laughs> all of them. All five of them. Uh, and uh, just just these little, these little uh, interactions that I'm now having with various Pokemon fans about this little world that was already pretty alive. But now is definitely that that little bit more alive is really nice. And while I while I quite like the Eldritchy vibe that the Alolan games have, um, I don't I don't really care about the Z moves and I don't really care about some of the new shitty Pokemon. And I certainly don't fucking like Mega Evolutions. They're still fucking shit. But I can deal with it don't because be the story is interesting and 
the ecological balances and the uh, allowance forms that they've put in from a zoological point of view are interesting and all these little tiny touches all these little references to real world things that make the world feel alive yeah i can get behind that in a pokemon game and i can only hope that whatever switch game we end up getting that's going to be a, a pokemon tie-in title uh, a main title even um is going to have those little touches to make whichever world it is whichever continent it is feel more alive um ultra moon is a great step uh in the right direction for a really really impactful switch title um funnily enough my choice was almost new leaf because again that was a really impactful game in the animal crossing series that i hope makes it over to the switch fuck pocket camp they have, they, there's nothing to do, and I'm really upset that there's not more to do in it, and I haven't discovered more to do in it. I want a proper Animal Crossing game, please. Yeah, it's just the same repetitive content over and over in that one. It was just, yeah. I, I, I tapped out a couple of days after I started playing it, just, yeah. nope. Not enough to do. We need a proper Animal Crossing game, please, Nintendo. Let's let's see it. Thank you. Harvest Moon for life. Harvest Moon is a completely different beast. Here's, what's like, what's I, dude, Animal Crossing people are so easy to piss off, and all I have to do is say that, and I get so much hate thrown my way, and well, it makes just, me laugh. Because I didn't play, I I played both. They're okay. I don't yeah. really love either. It's just not my genre. Same with Stardew. I think mean, that's really interesting. Yeah. There's cool, there's some cool things in there. I don't, that's just not my kind of game. But goddamn, if I mention Harvest Moon when anyone's talking about Animal Crossing, Animal Crossing people lose it, and I love it. Well, it's one of those things where I pretended to because I know exactly that's what that's the reaction that you were hoping for. Because they are, they're, they're completely different beasts. And I really don't understand being like, oh, well, Animal Crossing is the. Oh, and they're just completely different games. Piss off, mate. Uh, you know plus, I mean? Harvest Moon isn't even Harvest Moon anymore. <laughs> no. Um, I, I, will, I will definitely say, you know, I, I agree. I, I love what Nintendo's been doing with Pokemon lately. I think even since X and Y, where they made it all French and you could customize your 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 character for the first time and like little things like that. Um, I mean, I agree. The Mega Evolutions and Z moves, who cares? Um, they're finally making, like, they built this amazing Pokemon world when they first built it. And that's why we all loved it. And then it was just like, okay, this is the same thing, but a more different yeah. thing. Mm -hmm. And now they're like, nope, this is massively different. We're going to keep the battle con, you know, kind of the same, but the actual experience that you have. Um, and, and I haven't played Ultra. I actually just sold my 3DS because I got a Switch. So I'm like, eh, whatever. Yeah. And I knew that was the last, they said it was the last core. Yes. Pokemon title that would be DS. So I'm like, all right, well, I'll just wait for the next one that'll be on Switch. But I really do hope that they don't just say, well, what if Pokemon had more AAA graphics like we see in Pokemon Tournament um, and say, do something totally different, much like we're, you know, like what they're kind of doing with Sun and Moon. Cause those are just like, they just, and they scrapping the gym system completely yep. and doing like, I just like, that was like, oh, I don't know how I feel about that. And yep. then I played it like, this is perfect. This yep. is what this series needed. Because I did exactly the same. I'm like, oh, there are no gyms. I kind of and I played the first one, and I'm like, I don't know how I feel about this. And then by the third, the the third trial, I'm like, I'm on board with this system. Let's go. Yep. Yeah. Let's, so... let's go. And the weird, the weird Eldritchy thing, the weird Lovecraftian kind of cosmicy thing going yeah. on. That's kind of clever, and it's a step forward for Pokemon. And it interests me that they've put in now, the canonically, in. Uh, in Pokemon, there are now invasive species. Mm -hmm. Yep. That's super cool. I love what they're doing with that. Now, we all know what happens when you introduce invasive species. So I'm mm -hmm. kind of wondering 
if Nintendo are being clever about the fact that they have too many fucking Pokemon now. <laughs> I mean, they're probably not, but no. that's an interesting thing to think about. You know, you've got um, you've got a lot of birds in a place where they've just put a weasel that doesn't normally live on that island. Its main prey is fucked off to the other side of the island at a completely different time of day. So what happens? Do you know that there's a lot of interesting interactions that we could get now? And I know it's a Pokemon game. Pokemon is for children. You shouldn't think about it. Blah blah. blah. I actually think they're putting a lot of these systems in, and they're very clever. Um, well, real world parallels mean, are always cool, right? I think what Nintendo's doing, and I think the reason that I think you know, so many people were saying this is the year of Nintendo. Nintendo's back. I think they're making their games. They're almost going after the Pixar model, where at a very surface level, it's a kids' movie. But there's so many little things, these little mm -hmm. hints, these nods that the kids don't get, but they're there for the adults. Um, yeah. And I think Pixar mastered it because instead of having one or two jokes that are for a dad and mom that took the kid to the theater, there's entire like story arcs that aren't about the bright colorful characters. I think Pokemon's doing that again. Yes, it's still about catching these cool little weird monsters and they're bright color and they do weird weird things. But then like there's storylines about yeah, having but... messed up moms. Like, that's not a Pokemon. Like, that's so weird yep. and different. I think very much they could do something that has this really deep story, these really deep character arcs and interesting, complex, messed up characters, but package it in a way that still pleases a six to eight year old that just well, we, wants shiny monster. Characters. We had that with X and Y. We're getting that now with, because Sun mm -hmm. and Moon, in a lot of cases, is very dark. Yeah. Some of some of that is, is particularly dark. Um, and uh, you know, ultra, ultra is is the same. Um, but you look back to things like, uh, is it Pokemon? Oh, my brain's gonna die on me. So, I'm sure it, it's one of the Pokemon Coliseum games for the GameCube, where a lot of the Pokemon are infected with this darkness. Yeah. And you yeah, have. Yeah, it's to... a gale of darkness. I think it was. Pokemon, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, so there's, there's like, there's there's something there that they can move on, but we'll see. But 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 we'll see. We'll I see where it where Pokemon it goes. Switch. Yes, yes. Hopefully, 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 hopefully. Um. So we've had quite a positive one so far. Let's talk about something super grim but super important. <laughs> well, um, we're, we're bookending. We're bookending the podcast, basically, yeah. aren't we? Shit at the start, shit at the end. Yeah. Um, I, I tell you what. As as resident American, who it most affects at the moment but is likely okay. to have a knock-on effect if all things go as tits up as they possibly could do net neutrality take it away resident grouch die ball <laughs> <laughs> you guys are gonna get me to get pissed uh so net neutrality is basically um I, this is i've actually so i've been with older like people like my family and they don't understand any of this and trying to explain this uh they're just like literally the reactions they get are dead looks and they're like that's complicated um Basically, our internet service providers are trying to be able to um, destroy any concept of a level playing field that the internet is giving us, both in terms of the distri distribution of, of, of information from, for people to be able to just get that information however they want to, um, to even being able to compete in spaces like content creation, making movies, TV shows, and all that kind of stuff, um, or distribute existing ones against anyone else. Um, I, I always say there's two sides to most political arguments, you know, even like universal health care. Well, there's this argument against it that kind of makes sense, whatever. This is 
up there with child labor and murder that there is no positive argument for getting rid of net neutrality. Uh, it is what allows you and I to be able to look at whatever platforms we want, read whatever sites we want, um, and do what we want on the internet without a um, without a, a a company telling us that we either have to pay more for it or that we literally can't. Net neutrality allows you know, service providers to charge extra for you to use Facebook or Twitch. It allows them to be able to block some of these things in particular certain instances uh, and have no recourse. This would all be very fine if we had a fair internet like market. Like you yeah. can just, I don't like you, I'm gonna go to a different company. McDonald's makes shitty burgers and you say, all right, I'm just not gonna have your shitty burgers. Um, there is no competition here. These are government sanctioned monopolies. We've actually given them major tax breaks in certain cases to do things that they never follow up on the, well, you have to do this to get it. They just don't. Um, and they in fact lobby heavily to destroy any small local efforts to build out municipal like fiber networks, um, you know, this kind of stuff. It, it is a huge problem. Um, and there's not a whole lot that we can do about it. This is the worst part. Um, in the US, we have the FCC, which is the commission that overlooks these things. Um, the head of the FCC is installed by the president at any given time. And that usually gives whatever party that that president is the control of the FCC. So two years ago, under President Obama, a Democrat, we had uh, a chairman who pushed through net neutrality. Now that Republicans are in control, they just want to do everything Obama did, whether it was good or bad. Um, and net neutrality is one of those. Um, mm -hmm. And we can't, we can call our local rep, you know, our, our officials, our representative people in the legislative branch, you know, our, our, our House and Senate, uh, and tell them, say no to this, but this is not within their control. The only thing that we can do as people, if you want to fight against us, is contact those same people. Um, we need law about this. This is where the big problem is. There is no net neutrality law here in the US. It's just a policy. So it's one that's mm -hmm. overturned like that. Um, we need law to protect this, law to make sure that none of these things can happen. Um, and the problem is the disinformation campaign against it is crazy. They're saying, well, no, this allows the government to control what you can and can't see. Well, our First Amendment protects us from that, so we don't really have to worry about it. Uh, you know, this allows the government to control uh, these businesses and tell them what they can and can't do. And, you know, they even lie and say that this is affecting, uh, you know, it, it's not letting them expand or increase their speeds or, or innovate more. It's like, no, none of that's factually true. All of these companies chose to put less of their profits into improving their networks or building out new networks mm -hmm. to, uh, you know, help rural communities that have crappy options that are not useful at all. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's, it is almost objectively terrible. It, to me, I don't see much difference between this and saying that Comcast should be able to hire eight-year-olds to do their work. Um, you know, it's, it's just completely unacceptable. And I know that you have obviously a big UK audience. History shows that when the US adopts something on a consumer level, like the internet, we were the first ones that had the internet regularly in our households, then that moved out from there. Um, yeah. And also our tech policies usually move to the rest of the Western world first. Um, so, you know, it's it's very much every bit as important. You guys don't get a vote, so you can't tell a senator, I won't vote for you because you're not American. But I mean, spreading the word out yeah. there to those Americans that might miss it is where the rest of the world should get involved. And also the rest of the world should just, you know, make it very clear that, you know, to their local people, hey, you see what's happening in the US? If you even think about it, we'll make yeah. sure you're out of a job your next election. Um, yeah. It's, it's absolutely terrible. 
Um, so there, there are some examples as well. I want to say it's Portugal and New Zealand. Now, yeah. you have to be very careful here because... Because uh, I, know, I know what you're going to say and I'm going to stop you because there's a lot of misinformation going around at the moment. Portugal has a system where you can buy packs to go onto your mobile data. These yeah, are social packs. Okay. These are video packs. Because I, I knew exactly what you were going to say. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I just want to, yeah. Um, so... It's still the same problem ultimately, but it's not like these were their only options. Yeah. It was so, basically, if you guys saw that picture going around, it was like you would have five gigabytes of your typical data that whatever you use, you use at five gigabytes. But you could buy a $10 pack that basically gives you unlimited of these for couple. The, for these things. Yeah. Mm. So it segregates out uh, video, blah, 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 blah. And of course, if you've got an up and coming video platform, yeah, that's not covered under that. So yeah. That's, yeah. that's kind of where we're seeing it come through. But it, they, they have other choices and it's not like they're stopping them or restricting them or whatever if they don't pay that $10. It's just that for those $10, yeah. it doesn't count towards their, their data count for that month. Um, there's a lot of misinformation at the moment and there's a lot of... Um, I don't want to call it scaremongering because genuinely people should be frightened of this, but that's not the example to use as a as a be-all and end-all. Um, it... but, but it does showcase that, again, you can section off these things. And we were talking about stifling innovation. If your platform that you're trying to set up and get off the ground isn't in that video pack, nobody's going to fucking use it because it comes out of their data. Yep. A hundred percent. And again, it's, it's still something to be afraid of um, because it, it really does much, you know, privilege these things. The flip side of it is we have things where this is actually hard. And I had a big argument with somebody about this where, you know, they're like, you know, I said, well, T-Mobile, we have here has what was called a binge on service where without paying any extra netflix and a couple other video services don't count towards your data accounts well the reason is because netflix is paying t-mobile that's yeah. actually advantageous in some ways directly to a consumer if i just want to watch netflix right. on my phone then hey that's great i'm benefiting right mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yes but long term from a macro standpoint that's fucking up the video streaming industry massively yeah. so while it may not hurt you it's like one of those things where again this is where i'm talking to two brits who like one of them i know disagrees with this because uh, <laughs> we've talked about it a little bit um i believe that you should let a nazi speak you shouldn't punch a nazi in the face i don't want to get into this argument too much as a reason for this um because i think because <laughs> no, like normal america's better at things uh so um <laughs> because you can let them look like an idiot you can let them hang themselves just by letting them speak um, in the same way, you know, it's hard to defend free speech when I have to do it for a Nazi because I think that they're such objectively terrible people. And I would love to just punch them in the face, but I believe in free speech being important. So I believe in net neutrality being important, that it should be truly neutral when it benefits me, that I shouldn't let an ISP control what I do on the internet. But in this way, it actually kind of hurts me. I wish I could watch Twitch Unlimited on my, my phone. That would be amazing. But I also don't want AT&T to favor Twitch because Amazon's paying AT&T a bunch of money. So mm -hmm. that hurts me right now. And I can't watch Twitch unlimited on my mobile because of that. But I, it's, it's standing up for what I believe in even when it's hard to do that. And that's yeah. where a lot of these networks are like, well, no, we're not gonna hurt you. We're not gonna throttle you. Mm -hmm. We're not gonna throttle these companies. We're just gonna get fast lanes. The whole fast lanes concept, I will not talk to anybody that tries to use it as a serious thing. It's not creating a fast lane, it's having your normal lane and making a slow lane. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
you have Comcast putting out like, these promoted tweets that are like, we'll never block you. We'll oh, never that's horrendous. You. Well, first off, if that's true, if you would never do that, why do you need the ability to? Secondly, we have six or seven different proofs of examples before Net Neutrality came out where you did that. You've already done it. Yeah. So you, we don't have any trust or faith in you. And more importantly, that's like saying, well, we'll never buy a bazooka. Okay, well then why should it be legal for you to buy it? You don't need one. So why would it be a big deal if you have the ability to do that? Yes, I hit my laptop. Oh, give me something to hit my laptop. Yeah, no, 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 no. You can, you can. But yeah, it's, uh, it, it, dude, it pisses me off so much. And it's one of those things where it's like, okay, well, great. If this goes through, which likely it's going to, um, again, the ramifications broadly are a problem even, you know, outside of the U.S. But it's one of those things where I just have to hope that in three years when we get another president, which we likely will, uh, that they were like, all right, well, you know how he undid the thing from the two years? Yeah, we're just going to do the same process and just yeah. undo this yeah. nonsense and now let's enshrine it more. The, the problem that I think you guys have a, a lot out there um, in, in regards to, to movements like this um, is that it, you're right, it's complicated. And so people go, eh. And they don't want to touch that thing that they don't understand. They don't want to learn about that thing that they don't understand. Um, and in this case, it's super important that we educate as many people as possible. And we're super lucky in that we have this platform where we can say, hey, this is a thing. And if you don't want the bad thing to happen, this is kind of the thing that, that we need to get y'all doing. Um, mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's very difficult to educate people who are not um, ent entirely tech savvy. Yeah. as to what this is because i i, I saw um uh, i forget who it was but i saw a video go around the other day being like okay let's sit down we're gonna start with point one are you ready net neutrality is the thing that you want <laughs> yeah we're not, basically we're not fighting it it's the thing that you want don't be afraid of it that's the one we want so when you guys are going out asking why why net neutrality is a thing no 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 start with this is the thing that you want and it's it's even down to that level of people don't know whether net neutrality is the thing that they want went to want or net neutrality is the thing that they're meant to fight they they yep. just they don't know because they don't understand it on any kind of level and educating people that actually net neutrality is the thing that allows them to browse all these websites equally um is is a thing and again people don't understand that oh well they're just creating a fast lane and it's like well no because your internet is as fast as it's gonna get so yeah how do you make fast a lane is a nonsense phrase mm -hmm. how Absolute do you make a fast yep. lane out of the same speed yeah well you don't yep. you make a slow lane and you put everybody in that one and then the people that do the extra then you put them across and you're not meant to be able to notice the difference you're meant mm -hmm. to think that you're being put into a fast lane, but if you're not, then now ah, you're just having normal. But and having to explain these base concepts is very difficult to people because they just they kind of don't get it. A friend of mine the other day tweeted out that could somebody please explain net neutrality to him because he had no idea and he was scared that he was going to lose his internet. Mhm. Mm mhm. Mm Good. Like, I don't like fear mongering, no. but if it gets no, 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 I, I totally <laughs> agree that that's, that that's a good thing. And it was good that he was yeah. asking a lot of questions. But a lot of people, when they're faced with these things that they don't understand, you'll look at me telling my parents what I do for a living. Like, my, mm -hmm. my in-laws, yep. I tell I tell them that I'm a freelance journalist. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have a choice because they yep. don't understand what I, I do. I mean, 
technically. Te technically, <laughs> but in the same breath, no. Um, <laughs> you know, we we very often we very often hide these concepts from people who aren't very tech savvy, and it's important now, I think, that we use our platform to say to people, look, this is a thing we need to fight, and here's why. But finding the simplified way of explaining why is very difficult. And I really I, applaud uh, you guys who, you know, six months ago, we were, you guys were fighting this. Six months yeah, before that, yep. you guys were fighting this. It's the, I saw a beautiful cartoon this morning of a little dot labeled US government going, hey, do you still like that net neutrality thing? And the American public are like, yeah, we do actually. And then six months later, the little dot goes, hey, are you sure you like that net neutrality thing? And the American public are like, yes! And then six yep. months later, they're like pinning it down like, yes, we fucking love it, shut up! Um, <laughs> like, it's it's difficult. But you guys uh, have I mean, to I... keep fighting this, and I'm so proud that you guys are still fighting this, despite what the outcome might look like at the moment. Yep. <laughs> I like the idea of using their fast lane comment against them in order to explain it, to be honest. Yeah. Because at the moment, you watch videos in 1080p. Like, if you're streaming it, you're watching it at 1080p. What they are proposing is that the fast lane is 1080p, because that's as high quality as this particular video is going to get. And everyone that's not paying them to be in 1080p is going to be at 720 or worse. Yep. People understand like the video qualities at the very least, How or like. Do you like to watch your porn on a scale of like Minecraft blocky to like can see <laughs> yep. the individual hairs, like because yeah. which... <laughs> you're about to be put. Okay. Yeah, you're yeah, you're I... about to be put in one of those. Uh, but even which even one? doing even doing the video quality sometimes still doesn't click with people that don't live in this world. So the best metaphor I've had for somebody is so if you have anybody that, that asks you about this that just doesn't get computers, uh, mm -hmm. the garden hose. The garden hose, you pay for access to the garden hose, right? And you can pay for a bigger garden hose, or you can pay less. So you don't need as much water at any given time for smaller gardens. Uh, the people that give you the water that you're getting through the garden hose want to charge you more for using it to garden than to just put in a pot boil. And right. nobody wants, they're like, oh, well, the water company shouldn't tell me that I have to pay a dollar a gallon to do one thing, but 50 cents a gallon to do another thing, when all they're giving it is the water. Why should they have to care about that? Uh, mm -hmm. And that usually does the trick. So feel free to steal that from me. Buy I like it. Explain this to somebody, and then you can make it even worse. You say they also want to charge you a crazy amount for the more that you use. But imagine that you were grabbing from a literally infinite source of water, and then they wanted to charge you for every gallon that you use. That wouldn't make any sense. You wouldn't allow for that. Uh, that's what they want to do also. Yeah. Just a whole another yeah. part of it. But you know. Uh, also, if if you want to like water a specific plant, yeah, that's then that's plant. an extra twenty-five cents a gallon. And yeah. Um, yeah. 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 It's, it's crazy, because I mean, that's another question that uh, I know I get asked, um, and it always makes me smile, is, well, what happens if we use up all the internet? <laughs> and and every, every time I'm like, well, no, that's not, like, will we ever run out of internet? Is that why we're paying for it? Because it's a limited commodity. And it's like, well, no, the, it's, it's just there. Um, we have access to it, and it... I, I can imagine if it ever became a thing over here, like the, the, the net neutrality argument, 
the, the headline in the Daily Mail would be only 700 megabytes of internet remaining. Net neutrality. <laughs> like, it, it would be. I, I can almost guarantee it. I just, I, having to explain to people that we don't have to ration out the internet is, is genuinely a thing. And it's nothing against mm -hmm. those people. They just don't know. And that's okay. Know, yeah, because yeah, it's, it's, not, it's not something that people come across every day. I went to the opticians the other week and the amount of people that I heard being asked, do you have a computer? Do you sit at a computer? And people saying no. And mm -hmm. I was like, what? And then I remembered <laughs> that actually people have like a, a real life and they do other things and they're not attached to the internet 24 seven. Go outside, read um, books. Weird. Well, Where do you get thing. your memes from if it's not the internet? <laughs> right? Pride right? and Prejudice. Um, <laughs> shut up, I like Pride and Prejudice. That's my favorite. Full of memes. Um, it, it actually is. Pride and Prejudice is wonderfully, it, it's a wonderful social commentary. Uh, but that aside, people just, they just don't know because it's not something that's taught. Unless you study ICT or computing or whatever, you just don't get taught it. And all these questions of, are we ever going to use up the internet uh, are genuinely valid. And again, from mobile data, mm -hmm. people think that we have to ration it. Oh well, yeah. EE has oh, they only have access to several thousand gig, which is why on a contract you only have access uh, you only have access to like 500 gig because they can't afford to give out any more than that per contract. And it's like, well, no, that's not that's not how that works. And it's oh, I don't know. It's it's exhausting because nobody will teach people, and it's exactly for reasons like this. I feel. I think yeah, I mean, it's, it's a slog. It's a real battle yeah. to, to kind of get past that because it's almost, you know, talking to an alien almost because the concepts are just that far mm. away from what... But what I can understand it. I, I can understand those concepts being completely alien because, again, like, I'm friends with people who don't... I, I, I've, I have friends who know of Reddit but wouldn't ever dare go there. Yeah. Do, do you know what I mean? Like, well, I mean, like I, I used to, I used to have a login code for B. I used to be like actively distinguishable on B. So I'm, I'm used to all this shit. Like this is, this is just, yeah, whatever. Um, but whatever I say to you, you know, I used to have a distinguishable code. If I posted on B, you knew who I was. And they're just like, what? Well, <laughs> my username. It's like, well. <laughs> Kind of. What's it? What's a B? And I'm like, don't worry, it doesn't matter. Don't ever Google that ever. No, just don't please. Look. Yep. Just don't look. No, you don't need to know. Uh, the only the only pasts that we're afraid of is those that we are ashamed of. Um, <laughs> but you know, I can understand why these concepts are so alien. And I mean, I, I trained as a teacher. I'm used to teaching people. I'm used to teaching people about biodiversity and about um, like like. Bottom, bottom of the scale biodiversity. So, you know, your you corals and your sponges and things like that on the bottom of the ocean. I'm used to teaching about aliens. Teaching yeah. this is so frustrating, but yeah. I want people to understand. I want people to get it because it's so important. Like it really, really is so important. Oh, I like the garden hose analogy. I think I think that does convey it pretty well. Yeah. So, I like, maybe, maybe I'll adopt that. 
Take it. Um, the other thing I will say, I mean, in many cases, so, you know, it is people like you guys and, and other, you know, YouTubers and podcasters that are making resources, especially to explain this in super simple ways. John Oliver did an amazing explanation of it six months ago when this was a problem again. Um, you know, there is a great one from Total Biscuit that is not his normal, you know, very niche. It's yeah. very broad explanation of it. Um, mm -hmm. I, I do have to give credit to those creators that will go out and talk about this and talk about why it's important, um, especially when they're typically not people that get into politics. Um, that said, <laughs> catch out, why not? For shame on literally any content creator on the internet that doesn't, because it's literally your livelihood is being attacked <laughs> and you're too much of a pussy to do anything about it. Like absolutely for shame on anybody that won't because to me this is not a political issue that's the other thing i say is like look you are being led to believe this is a partisan problem it's not republicans and democrats left and right everyday average people that don't own billion dollar companies agree with this this is not a political issue this is a human rights issue almost like this is just a freedom issue this is a capitalism uh, you issue. said the magic word you said you said the magical F word. I know. And everybody, it's, everybody over there loves the magical F we word. Do. You know why? Because we love our freedom. Uh, and uh, we want to hear I wish I would salute it, it right now. It all, it all um, put a bit of Assassin's Creed in here for a second. Like I heard it. <laughs> uh, um, you know, but that again, it's and that's what I literally had to explain to some very conservative people. It's like, look, this is a fundamentally American idea beyond anything else, and that starts to make things click. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Did something happen? Did I disappear? No. no. Okay. Sorry, my computer's setting up. Uh, yeah, I mean, Max. you kind of look like some kind of phase beast for yeah, for, for a, a second. second but but it, it, well, I'm probably being throttled. We can still hear you. Yeah. <laughs> You've done too much internet for today. Apparently, go, go fuck yourself. But Zoom yeah. didn't pay their rates, I'm afraid. You know. <laughs> yeah. So it's just it's it's terrible. It is it is undeniably awful. And uh, I mean, it's one of those things that you know, <laughs> I'll just say, slide into my DMs if you have questions about it, because I will happily take any time out of my day to explain it. I find it to be that important. I tell you mm -hmm. what, I'm actually going to take you up on that. Uh, maybe tomorrow I might send you a message because I've just had a thought of a way to be able to do a thing so anything yes let's thing. let's make sure that we chat tomorrow um yep. but yeah no i i uh, this is a super important issue if you guys you know if you guys are from the us if you guys have friends who are out there please 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 speak to them about this uh if you are frightened to call reps because you don't like the phone there are other things that you guys can do uh as far as emailing and things i i i, I i'm led to believe They've They've, someone made a bot. So this is used for a lot of anti-Trump stuff, apparently. But even if you're pro-Trump, this can work for this one. It's resistbot.io, mm -hmm. um, where you literally can just like type in who you want to be sending it to, uh, or type in your phone number, I think, uh, or text it a certain thing. Look, just Google it. You'll find it. Where it is sending faxes, messages, everything to mm -hmm. local representatives. Uh, and so you don't, even, you don't even need to do the work yourself. Uh, it will be infinitely more meaningful if you do actually call and talk to a real person to do that. That's actually, those things are tracked. They they take analytics about all of this, so that will matter a lot. But if you are afraid to or anything like that, fucking absolutely do something like that to send an automated message, it still gets the word out there. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. And, and also, if, even if you are just picking up the phone, the odds of you actually getting through as opposed They're to just leaving a message are um, minimal, like minuscule. But it still matters. Keep, keep but, trying. Please keep keep on. Um, I know well, this issue. Messages does count and it does matter and they do listen to them. It's yeah. just that the likelihood you'd get through to someone and have to deal with having to talk to someone is very small. So you can kind of feel a bit more comfortable about doing so if you are anxious about phone calls and so forth. Yeah, yeah. there's there's always stuff. Um, I know a lot of you guys who are watching are on, are on Twitter and that kind of lot. There's a lot going around Twitter at the moment. Retweet it. Keep, keep on, especially us in the UK because we can't fucking phone and be like yo we won't vote for you if you like we can't do that so let's get the word out there as best we can like that would be that would mm -hmm. be great um things like this yes yes for definite super important super important um, don't want to dance all about <laughs> just, um oh i think i think we've had our section where i just sort of went and double go uh yeah. <laughs> i think yeah. every show should have that if i'm being completely yeah honest. i mean uh, next week, Diable will be complaining about something else. So. Yep. yep. <laughs> the price of stamps these days. Uh, <laughs> stamps? What's a stamp? Oh, yeah, true. Oh, price of email signature creation. I don't know. Um, so, yeah, we should probably wrap it up. Yes, we should. As is what? tradition, as is tradition, uh, every 6 out of 10 episode is named by uh ourselves and the community usually usually through some manner of may may uh that happened during the stream uh traditionally i go first um and i want to call this one six out of ten warm fuzzies um just because this has been although book ended with negative things i think this has been quite a positive upbeat like nice nice yeah. uh, um, kind of yeah. thing compared um, to some weeks yeah. yeah, compared to some weeks where all we do is like, all, all we do is bitch and moan about the state of the video games industry. Um, yeah. But there's a couple of different things that we could have uh, for this week. Like, six we... out of ten slides? Yes, six out of ten slides. I, I actually one. like, I like six out of ten negative bookends, if I'm being honest. Negative bookends? Negative bookends? Yeah, yeah? yeah. all right. All right. I, I like Six out of ten. I like my internet. Please don't take it away. Six out of ten. Now time roving reporter. Live on the scene. <laughs> Amazing. Well, you get you get last pick. You get you get ultimate choice of what our episode is called this week, Travis. So absolutely, feel free to feel free to pick a you name. You shouldn't give me that power. I'm gonna abuse it. This is why I'll never be an elected official. Um. Do, do we I... not want like six out of ten? Blah! Uh, so, 6 out of 10 twitch.tv forward slash subscribe is that gonna be i think that's pretty good um <laughs> no, it's, it's sub.twitch.tv slash oh, um, <laughs> i'll go full on chill. i don't give a fuck uh <laughs> internet chaotic neutral I 6 think out of 10 buffering yeah Ah, uh, the game we don't like it. The game's very hard. Oh dear. So, uh, so, so let me let me weave you a, sh a short tale okay. of the video that you see before you at the moment. Pip spent some time <laughs> start of the stream before we went live. Guys, hello? hello, hello. It's not work. Hello to this video because she thought it wasn't working for at least a solid minute. I think. 
And I'm going, yes, yes, hello. <laughs> <laughs> On the like on the desk, and it's why it's why my razor mouse broke. Actually, it's got a little crack running underneath it. Where I do, I, I sit here and I like. Oh, just it was like here. listening to uh, the entire cast of fucking River Dance on your desk. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't why, I don't know why this video is not working. It just says it's buffering somewhat because I never I never look at what he sends me. I just fucking grab it. <laughs> Which is I'm gonna send you hardcore <laughs> pornography next time. You might even do this. So I'm like. Why is it not working? And he's like, no, that's... that's Pip, look at the... That's Pip. something there. That's that's the subject, to see the subject, it is. Yeah. <laughs> um. Anyway, back to back to back to choosing what you would I like to name it. I, I am going to go ahead and make it something net and try. I'll just, I, think we, I think buffering works. Yeah. Buffering? Six, six yeah. out of ten, buffering. Yeah. To I buffer? Think, yeah. <laughs> te, te buffer. Aww. Aww. Yeah, no, that sounds great to me. So, uh, thank you so much for, for coming on. Uh, Thanks so much for having me. This was, this was a Many things. Yeah, but many, if, many things. If you could, if, if, if ever I return, can we make sure it's like a negative thing? Like, I'm known for being an asshole and ranting a lot, and I wasn't able to do that very much. Have, 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 we, have we detracted from your brand image? Oh, Is that... Yeah, a little bit. I, I tweeted this out, and I think I might have to undo that. This makes me look like a nice person, and I can't <laughs> Oh my god. Oh, God, just well, start swagging off people in the chat, it'll be fine. <laughs> no, fuck all of you. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, no, where can, where can people find you? Uh, give us a, a quick recap of where people can find you and what it is you do and stuff like that. Uh, for for really ridiculous stream things, uh, you can do twitch.tv slash Dable. I have some interesting plans, uh, especially for the holidays. I have, I'm thinking of Christmas specials, which will not be uh, normal. Uh, uh, for any various rants and everything, Twitter, I, I'm at Dable. Uh, and if you're a streamer person who, or, or an Instagram or whatever it is that wants to actually make money, bottlespark.com. Cool. Excellent news. Excellent news. What about, have you got any schedule for the upcoming week? Are you going to be doing any stream strands and bits and pieces that you've got set aside? Or are you still going to be away for now? Uh, no, I, I, I'm going to be back home, fortunately, next week, so I'll be doing my normal streaming schedule, which is typically uh, all over the place. Um, I'm on. Yeah. <laughs> almost every uh, day, except for, for Tuesdays, I'm usually alive if I'm not, you know, too tired to exist. Um, I know there will be a Dark Souls stream. I have to I have to do it with mouse and keyboard as somebody okay. did a charity thing, and that's what my contribution was going to be. That I will be heavily drinking. Good. Uh, <laughs> you, will, you will need it. Yeah, uh, and also there will be a way for the chat to be able to change my key bindings periodically um, in the middle of working on it to make it even worse for me. Um, there will be probably, I think Fridays we've been doing, like when you grab your PJs, grab a bottle of wine, we sit in front of a star and be dangerous and chat about relationships and stuff. And that's been a lot of fun. So that'll probably happen Friday. I don't know. Just, it's probably best if you don't. If you don't like really weird shit, and never knowing what's going to happen, then my channel's not for you. If you want to do just, this channel, yeah. <laughs> if you if you want to just like somebody that's just sitting in front of a video game, I'm not your guy. Uh, I've actually been obsessed with like breaking the format. That's a whole other, whole other story. Good times. Yes. Hmm. Cool. Um, don't yeah. ask me what I'm doing. I don't fucking know. I never know what I'm you doing. Never know. We, we, do, we do this every week, and I'm like, oh, fucking, hell. I was just <laughs> at some point and shout people. 
Um, we, obviously, we won't be here podcasting next Saturday. Because next yeah. Saturday is Twitch London. It is. And we'll be to drink is. with streaming people. But Peep, what is your plan for the week? Okay, so uh, we are going to be doing... Uh, oh, boy. Uh, so we're still very much Blizzard-themed because we're coming into the winter. Uh, just because uh-huh. I want to play WoW. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, no, uh, we're going to be playing more WoW. We're going to be playing more Warcraft 3 because uh, I'm actually really enjoying both of them. I'm actually really enjoying leveling a goblin character, just kind of like doing dungeons and chatting shit, not worrying too much about it. Uh, and then playing Warcraft 3 when I'm far, far too tired to think about Warcraft 3 strategies. Um, so yeah, my week's going to be very much the same. Uh, if you go over to my channel uh, at the moment, uh, you will notice underneath there is a countdown to the next stream. That's because we're finally fucking doing a schedule. After however long it's been since I last did one because I'm a shit. Um, we're actually pushing forward with hours now. I'm actually trying really hard. Uh, please be patient with me. Um, please forgive me if I'm a little bit late or I'm, I'm a little bit tired or I fall asleep on the desk and only turn up like as we're meant to be going live. Uh, I, I super... Oh, uh, I super, I super, super apologize. Please, please stay with me, but I'm getting much better at it. We are building the schedule. Um, we're going to be doing a little bit of goblin or leveling, a little bit of raiding, a little bit of annoying the shit out of Matt's box. Uh, and, a little uh, bit of in my life, a that's, little bit. Of, that's the yeah. one. Yep. Uh, and a little bit of Warcraft 3 because uh, Arthas is now Bad Bab and so we're playing as Bad Bab and that's wonderful. Um, so yeah, yeah, good times all around. Lots of swears, lots of me being expressive. More makeup than this. Ta-da! <laughs> that needed the sort of gymnastics. <laughs> ah, I'm still in my pyjamas. I didn't get dressed today. She fucking landed it. She did. I did. I did it. No, I'm. I'm really proud of the stream's progress over the last week. So we're gonna. We're gonna push on with that for sure. Um. Yeah. Cool. Neat. Well, in that case, I think we're done. I think we are. I think we are. I'm, I'm not quite I'm, sure. I'm, yeah, no. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna put myself to bed so that I actually <laughs> get up and do stream prep tomorrow because holy shit, I have a schedule now and that's not terrifying at all. Uh, no. No, thank you thank you so much for joining us, Sweet Pea. I, I really, really appreciate many, many you coming things. on to talk. Um, guys, we will be back, uh, not next week, uh, but the week after, uh, hopefully mm-hmm. with some good Twitch london news and some nice, nice warm fuzzies again and totally not more shit about loot boxes or PUBG or EA or any of that shit. Uh, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Guys, I mean, you... I'm, I'm not optimistic. <laughs> I imagine microtransactions would be back in Battlefront 2 by that point. 50 quid for a fucking hat. No. But, you know. but yeah, no, thank you so much for joining us, guys. As always, I uh, super appreciate it. We will see you in Fortnite. Damon, I hope we see you again soon, sweet, because you've been absolutely wonderful. Uh, guys, have a really, really great week without us. Uh, and we'll see you again soon. Bye. Man, man, he loves the buzz. Bye. 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 Bye.